0: Oh, we, hello, uh, welcome to Roast Goob. No, um, uh, the, uh podcasters of the uh, some one of the other 27 um podcasts, uh, fans of power. That's the one your your, your first stop in uh, He Manashira podcasting. Joe, you owe me the money later. Um, I'm James Etock, i am like the guest person here, so I'm waving. Um, crazily and i'm joined by do you guys introduce yourselves these days or are you is it like no introduction needed,
1: we always or? do but don't ever don't ever introduce tyler as nuke did a couple weeks yes. ago. Where, <laughs> no, 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 no. Tyler,
2: i'm gonna no, do it every time said, now just to piss she up. she said tyler
1: he-man baker i was like oh for fuck's sake so don't ever do that intro but I, <laughs> I, I
0: don't know i don't know everybody's nicknames these days but i, I know it's tyler um crackers the clown baker right son <laughs> a bitch <laughs> I'm just going to give everybody's normal names. Uh, Nathan Kennedy, yeah. the man they call uh, apparently Joe Armando, that we'll never know until he reveals the mask, uh, takes off the mask, I should say, and the person I'm meeting for the first time, I guess, Rebecca.
2: It's Newt. Nobody calls me Rebecca except. For no one Rebecca. calls you
0: Rebecca ever.
2: No, I was referring to aliens. <laughs> oh wow. She's just calling aliens. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So and Newt. There we go. Newt don't yeah, I
1: mean, Hey, James, I was gonna say, just don't ever have her uh, send you a freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. You might be in a world of trouble. Oh God! But we won't. We won't mess with her on that. We did it last week. She did. Yeah, there we go. She scratched the shit out of my throat. It was good, but holy fuck, <laughs> it was like, like rocks and glass. It was delicious, though, but, uh, you know, like I said, I eat out of dumpsters, so, you know, I'm not new to anything like that. Not that saying it's shit, but That's I'm all just all I did. I just
2: sent him a bad batch of cookies.
1: <laughs> she was like, yeah, I could picture that. She was baking them all up, and she was like... Yeah,
2: and I kept all the good said, ones, and... Yeah, these these are good. Like, fuck these Joe, are,
1: and just send him all the rock hard ones. Yeah. I can <laughs> picture
2: her and John doing
1: that. They're probably sitting there saying, these soft ones really are good, but, yeah, send him the shitty ones. He won't know the difference. <laughs> he eats anything.
2: Fuck it. That's so exactly uh, what happened. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, well, James, quickly, I'm going to give a shout-out to the chat room, and then uh, we'll fuck around and see what's going on. We got Zentron, Daniel Carhoon, and Johnny Cock. No, you do Johnny Cock. Go ahead, and say it, Nathan.
3: Johnny Cock.
1: All right. Uh, Michael Purvis, Brendan Haley, Jaime Maris, Deep Down, PapaHood69, Gabbert, Gabbard, uh, Grimbot's here. See? He's, he's stalking you, James. He's here. He's watching. I was going to say, if tough he
0: wasn't ner- here, I'd be offended. I'd be like, what?
1: That's right. Tough nerd, t- tough nerd Toys. Jeff Morris. Tyrell White. JSP. Enzo. Eric Amon. And there. I think I got everybody. So oh. uh, It's been a while, James. How you been doing, man? Everything okay? It's been a while.
0: Yeah, relatively. I think the last podcast I did was a disaster with Tyler and Nathan, if I remember rightly, where, where yeah, Tyler was using
1: uh,
4: real time, I believe, was his uh, yeah, latest like, yeah. video game. Right oh, yeah, using player. He was using Microsoft Media Player or some shit like that. I've never seen
0: so many frames from you right now. You were literally like, it was like you were doing your pop-locking <laughs> or something. It was quite I would, amazing I would, to
4: watch. Wow, the rest of the day, and the next day at work, I'm like, oh, my God, what a fucking disaster that
3: was. <laughs> it was. It <laughs> And then James, or James, shit Joe had to go rescue uh, a bunch of orphans or something. Oh, that's right. I don't know yeah, what, where Joe was yeah. with that one.
0: But it's, it's like the, the lost episode that will never be seen, right? It's one of those things.
3: Where you yeah. hide it behind a yeah. paywall, and
0: then everybody's disappointed when they finally pay to see the episode. <laughs> and they're like, this is it. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's what you're getting. Yeah.
3: It, it was pretty fucking bad. It was bad.
0: I I mean, we, had, we had we had fun, but from a technical and visual and audio standpoint, it was pretty atrocious. You know? but, uh, but for
1: the I most they, part, they should it was something. Because yeah, I watched it the next day. I thought it was pretty good. Hello, Mo, uh, MOTU Matt. I, I almost said that name out loud, and I don't like saying MOTU out M-O-T-U loud. Matt. Well, no, I,
3: MOTU Matt, no, I, and we got uh, a, a MOTU Joe over here.
1: And we uh huh, and we got Zelda, Princess of Heart, is here. So hey, we even got Zelda. That's that's somebody new. Is that somebody knows you, maybe, uh, James? Possibly. Got Zelda,
0: I've heard of I've heard of the character Zelda. Yeah. I mean, but okay, as, as right. a, I'm sure that, I'm sure there are more than a few people on the internet that use the username Zelda. So you know, it might be hard to narrow down in a police hunt. Not that we're accusing <laughs> Zelda of doing anything.
1: But as for, um, you know, beyond, well, you know, that crazy episode, that, like you said, is now a lost episode. But I mean, I see you're, you know, getting a little bit back into social media. I see you took a, you know, maybe a break for a bit. Did you just, a little bit of a break just to relax? Something. Because the, the
0: world went, the world, world was on fire, right? The He Man and She-Ra <laughs> world was on fire from about. Oh my
4: God. Was that
0: August? No, June. When was it now? When did July. Revelation. Late July. July. Was it July now? Okay. Yeah. So from July till. Yeah, about August time, and then and then I mean this, uh, you know, when the CGI cartoon happened, that didn't seem to cause as much of a. Yeah. It wasn't as crazy. It was almost like people just went, oh, whatever, you know, and kind of moved past it. But um, yeah, Revelation was just like everybody's like, what do you think? I'm like,
1: I'm not. Well, James, was Well, I mean, we know how it is, like, you know, when we will type something down and people read it, sometimes people don't give a, you know, get the context. And, of course, you didn't say anything about it. And are you comfortable of maybe wanting to say what you think about both the cartoons here? Because at least you're speaking it and maybe they could understand whether, you know, you liked it, didn't, or the things you liked and didn't like. You know, there could be a combination. I
0: would never go into as as much detail as I would for like um, like an episode like the greatest show on Eternia. I'm just going to keep making references to Crackers the Clown all day, apparently. But yeah, I just um, I, I just that, well, I didn't want to post anything online because there was no you're not looking to win a situation, but there was no winning situation. Every opinion I no. gave or was prepared to give, I'd either be told I was wrong or I was or on you're on our side or you're not on our side i'm like i don't care about sides i just wanted to enjoy a he man cartoon guess what i enjoyed some elements of it and there were some things i didn't like about it it's as simple as that um it's, that's the most people go it's on the fence it's like no nah, it's just an honest opinion i was there was some things i liked about it there was some things i well there's quite a lot of things i didn't like about it but i think i thought that that was almost like the general consensus maybe that's uh, at least with the um a certain part of the community, I guess. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't outrightly out hate it or anything like that. And um, I'm, I'm obviously friends with uh, Ted Biaselli, one of the executive producers on it. And he said, oh, can you like, give me your honest opinion? So I sent him like a 30 minute review of all five episodes. I was like, here, here you go. And I was brutally honest and he's an adult. He got back and he was like, I love your opinions. And then we had like an hour and a half video chat on Facebook, like uh, a few days later, just chatted and chatted and chatted. Um, he talked about other. He tried, you know, he's 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 excited about. It, so he wants to spoil certain things. I'm like, no, don't tell me, don't tell me anything. But it was really good to chat because it was it was two adults talking about something they're passionate about. In this case, he man. In his case, he man, and obviously Revelation. And it's just like, yeah, we've got many disagreements about it, and there are a few things we agree about. Agree about, but um, it doesn't change who we are as people or our our friendships. Like I, I've 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 go. said, I still to this day have only seen one and a half episodes of the CGI show and I didn't, I thought I was going to like blow a gasket. And I watched and I was like, huh, okay, this isn't the worst thing ever. I mean, it's far from what I know, but it's not the worst thing ever, Um, you know, in terms of cartoons. uh, Do Sambador, you know, say to me like, is it a great Mars universe cartoon? I'm like, ah, if I'm saying I like it, I guess I'm saying it's a good Mars universe cartoon. But yeah, it's it's a very tricky thing, isn't it? When something has changed so drastically, but, um, yeah i mean i'm looking forward to watching the rest of the cgi cartoon but we're what nearly a month since it was released and i'm only an episode and a half in kind of tells you how much you know passion i've got for it it's like yeah i'll do a few other things first and then when i've maybe got like a few hours i'll just be like yeah I'm, I'm watching see what i feel because i'll always digest as much he-man Sheer as i can and whether or not i like it or just like it is another thing. But yeah, I know I'm being very quite, I'm being rather vague in my opinions, but
2: that's, yeah. No, I, it's I,
1: fine. That's what I mean. You're saying there was things you liked, didn't like, you gave an honest opinion, you weren't pissing all over fans or anybody like that, which that's the way well, to do it. You I, get, you know, you keep...
2: I, yeah,
0: I, I understood why people, I loved Revelation. I also understood why people hated Revelation. I understood why people were in the middle. And I guess that's kind of where I fall to a degree. But um, yeah, and the CGI thing, I think, um, you know, from the, the looks of that, it was so far kind of, removed from what we know Mars universe to be that I think people like that was what, one of the first reviews I heard like a few months earlier was it's so far removed from what we know he Man to be that it's kind of almost impossible to get like angry about it it's like well I don't even recognize this and I think yeah, that's hard why to compare I, I, it
2: when it's so different
0: exactly and I think that's why I've been kind of why I watched the first, first one and a half episodes and I'm, lo- I'm not looking at these characters as he-Man or Adam or this character or actor, it's like, yeah, they're, they're in name only. There are certain characteristics they've got, but if, it's like what I had to do with the New Adventures, because that was a stretch. Bear in mind, I'm one of the people that loves the New Adventures of He-Man cartoon. But when I first saw that, I bloody couldn't stand it. I was like, was this Jason the Wild Warrior's knockoff bullshit? Because it, it was animated in Japan. I couldn't figure it out. And a few years later, I just remember thinking to myself, if I kind of treat it as this was like 94, but I was like, if I could treat it as like an Elseworld story, maybe I can, and that was, that's what I did. Like a what if, what if He-Man was sent into space or into the future on Primus and fight Skeletor and He-Man and Skeletor and the Sorceress are the only characters we know. Everybody else, Flog, Sl- uh, Head, Hydron, um, uh, Quickshot, all these characters are completely new to us. But yeah, I just, I just enjoyed that for what it was. It's, and I you know, you. With, with New Adventures of He-Man, that, that, that was such a departure from what we knew. When you think about it, like, it's, I, I you know, I always say, it's, imagine if that, that show aired now. Like, if, if we hadn't got the CGI classes again, we're bringing back He-Man, and it's going to blow your minds. And we're like, what, what what is this? Why has he got a ponytail,
1: and why is he wearing blue spandex? I
0: don't, uh, you know, it's crazy. Sure, but... which
1: is what you're saying there, it's pretty much what we've, you know, we've been experiencing our whole lives. This isn't nothing new for, you know, when people think, wow, they're not liking this new revelation cartoon, or they're not liking the CGI one can't they move on past filmation and we keep thinking well you know filmation it was good but there's things i shit on with that too but new adventures that came along and it experienced the same stuff that revelation is like what in the hell is this and people weren't into it a lot of people weren't into the 87 movie then you fast forward to the nyp cartoon everybody was like god damn that's awesome so it shows yeah we can enjoy something if it looks great so yeah, yeah Yeah, if there's things you don't like or if you love, great. And like you said, the new version, the CGI one, that is, like they said, it is for kids. It is geared towards kids. And me and Nathan, we were talking about if you love Final Fantasy and role-playing games, the kids would be all into that too. Because it feels very video game-like, especially when they use some of their moves, which I won't spoil it for you if you're going to be watching. You'll see there's something you'll see six times.
0: As I say, my friend is like really big into I think Final Fantasy and all that stuff. He's like, oh, I love the character designs, and I'm like, I don't even know what they're supposed to be. But sure, okay. <laughs> and that's like, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. It's just I, I like my He Man to be, and I always will like the fantasy barbarian science thing. That's just what I like. And I, I keep saying to people, and it's, it's not a knock on people, but you know, the way I've dealt with, you know, um, uh, I don't know, kind of whilst everybody was trying to burn down everything the internet whether you be for revelation against revelation for cgi against cgi my attitude was why are we doing this why not just like talk about the things we love about he-man and shira so i was just going around going hey i like this filmation thing hey i love that mark texera mini comic hey that that star comic is great because it's like what's the yeah. point you know if, if we spend the next 10 years hating on every new he-man thing yeah granted we, you, you're trying to make a point but at the end of the day celebrate what we've got already because Goodness me! Like what an awesome 1980s vintage of of, of stuff we've got. All that, all that wonderful He-Man Shearer stuff, and all the stuff we always find out to this day. Where it's like, oh my God, they were doing like you. I don't know if you saw the videos that um, Chris, uh, Chris, I, I was, if he's watching or if he sees this later. I never know. Chris not, Oneida? So, there you go, Chris Oneida. Um Yeah, those videos he posted, which was the the alternate version of um, the Treachery of Modulot mini-comic in colour. We'd seen some pages before, but all in colour. I was like, oh, and the prototypes. And, you know, I was yeah. like, that's a blue Hordak, and that explains why Hordak is blue in the first mini-comic he appears in, which is the Grizzlaw, the legend comes alive. He's blue. I didn't even think of that before, and I was like, Oh. So it's, it's stuff like that. That's what I love about the vintage stuff. And that's why I will always continue to champion it because it's not because I'm stuck in the past. It's because there's still so much we don't know. And that's the beauty of it. Like I said, I think okay. I told you guys before, there's a sketch I saw me do me or Dusan pointed me to it. And it's that gorgeous, wonderful, weird sketch of, um, Granamere, Like, in, it was like a concept illustration next to a female Granamere. I was like, why, why did we, I, who's got that in their collection? Share that. I want to see that shit. But yeah, stuff like that, you just, there's always new stuff to discover. And that's the that's the beauty of what I love about celebrating the original He-Man and She-Ra. Which is why, if I don't like something, like, guess what? Wasn't a big fan of She-Ra. Watched one season, went, ass ah, is not for me. Never spoke of it again. Because I was like, I why am, why am I going to waste my time going, I hate this person, I hate that. So now I'm going to talk about the old She-Ra or the old he or the New Adventures or 2002 or even that 87 movie that I wasn't too keen on. But yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Tyler you know, just got uh, angry like god damn it Son of
0: sorry, Tyler. I you love Stout earth stuff earth. I've always said that I've, I've always loved Bill Stout stuff the design work <clears> in that <throat> film is uh, supreme it's just the, the film itself like let's all go to earth kids
4: I want to ask you guys this because James mentioned this and this, I feel like this happens a lot with He-Man I don't know if it's so much with Star Wars or Transformers or even you know Turtles or even the other uh, classic properties, but when people are against the new stuff, the immediate response is you're stuck in the past. Is yeah. it like, are you forgetting the stuff stuck around, not just as a nostalgia, because it was really fucking good? Yeah. And no one seems to, you know, quite understand it. It's because it's always meant in a very demeaning way. All these man babies stuck in the past. It's always about a He Man. Like, are people. Who are you know still fixated and with re- good reason on the original Star Wars films? Are they labeled as you're stuck in the past, as opposed to you like really good quality storytelling and great special effects that are not dumbed down by someone who has no clue what they're doing? You know why is it He-Man fans are always labeled as people that just you know get off my porch, old man bullshit? I- I've never understood that that perception. It's almost as if like these people that are saying that. I've never really been that invested in the vintage. Life, know. We, know this, we know that we know that the amount of
0: casual fans that came in from via She-Ra and, um, and the revelation show, these people probably haven't seen, well, the fact that this, the revelation was advertised as it's been 40 years since you've seen a He-Man cartoon. I was like, wait a minute. I'm sure we got like two in between, right? It's that kind of thing. It's, it's marketed towards those fans who, Oh yeah, I remember watching that when I was a kid and Oh, I love this new thing because I haven't seen the old thing since 1983. It's just, yeah, the, the the people often shouting that you're a stick in the mud and all this are the ones that didn't even enjoy the original or even didn't even enjoy the vintage brand as a whole.
4: I, I
3: oh, sorry, I like to, the uh, idea I want that. to
4: get your perspective on it because I see it a lot, I, you know. And yeah. I think
3: Star Wars is probably worse. To me, honestly, because you have the original yeah. trilogy, you have the prequel, you have the the sequel trilogy. You...
2: Oh yeah, you have like tears of joy. Yeah, you got all
3: the animated shows, like all that shit. The the various releases of action figures. I I would say that that would probably be worse than this. It's just e- easier to hone in on because Masters of the Universe is something that hasn't gotten as many chances as a Star Wars and a Turtles and Transformers. And so it's, it's a different, it's on its own Island. I feel like, but it's also the same thing with Tyler, like master universe is like, that's your biggest thing. So you're probably magnifying that a little more too, but,
4: but I completely sympathize that with anybody that, appreciates what was done in the past if it happens to be done in the past why you like that you know there's a difference between nostalgia and you just really appreciate quality yeah. like mm. i can watch exactly. the dragon's gift as, as an adult and and watch it and watch it as, as pure, pure quality as opposed to how i watched it when i was a kid and i i just hate that that's an excuse and i i just it, may, it does make me wonder because people who love transformers they're constantly putting out generation one Merchandise and it's always selling very well, amongst all the other stuff. So obviously they're acknowledging the past is what's really drawing in Transformers fans. I mean, on a on a grand uh, grand scale, but He-Man fans maybe it's just because it's more more social media based. I, I feel like the the fan community has not never given its its due. Like they don't see it as, and I don't know. Maybe it's because things have changed because social because there's so many more casual fans in the hardcore fan base. It's not seen as on the scale of turtles or even thundercats or you know uh transformers generation one like it's not seen as as powerful as these others are about the purity of it why we still are champion and celebrating it
2: right i feel like that's that whole argument of you're stuck in the past is a way to for them to try and shut you down i'm like oh your opinion doesn't matter it's just a way to try and shut you down
1: it's such a weak quickly, argument. Quickly, I apologize quickly. I'm going to change into my butter mask because my eyeball is being crushed. I can't see. I've been... Uh, screaming. My eyes have uh, been closed uh, the whole
2: fucking time.
4: You probably look like,
1: like Quasimodo
2: behind his mask. Like, eyes <laughs> up here. No, it's, it is the same in the Star Wars community. Like, you'll get shut down. Funny thing is, people tell me that, and I was like, I wasn't born then, so I'm not stuck in the past. I just enjoy quality stuff, so...
0: Well, I, I keep telling people it's like I, I wouldn't get so bent out of shape about certain things because I guarantee, and this is no disrespect to any of the modern ones, and if anybody's watching, I, I think you know or, or certain people are watching. Um, Ten years from now, there's still the defining He-Man and She-Ra versions will be the filmation show. As simple right. as that. There's, it's, there's, there's a. I, I'm not. I'm not even standing here saying it's the best. It's the one I enjoy the most. But I'm not saying it's the best. Um, but. Oh, sorry. I just. uh... There we go. Am I back?
4: As I see. Yeah.
0: Wait a second. Sorry. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, there we go. One, uh, two, three. Yeah, Skype is being kind of weird. Like, nude has been frozen. Oh, yeah, the Oh, am I frozen? Yeah, I can see like a
2: little. I circle. can't see myself. So. Oh no.
1: If anybody would be frozen, it'd be nice if it was me because, you know, who the fuck needs to look at me anyways? Yeah,
3: it wouldn't matter well, as much James. when it's you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. no, I, what the hell?
1: Right, I can there like you're this. Like he's been at you guys... back. back. You know? He's been in the back all right. alley, bro, all face <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking face. And I don't know how many times I've sat like this sometimes when you guys are talking and you're like, Joe, are you okay? Like sometimes you thought I was froze because you get tell with this fucking mask. Oh, Christ. Oh. Oh, shit. Well, um... I was going to say, James, uh, you know, there's a lot of different topics we'll get into, some stuff that you're going to have that'll be kind of kinda so. cool, hopefully, unless it might be stuff that'll be shit like here on the Land of Legend, but we don't know. But <laughs> um, before that, any cool things going on that, you know, maybe stuff with Emiliano, anything you could share? Oh, I see,
0: you, you, you dropped, a, you dropped my, uh, my cue there. Here I come. Um, yeah, so, so uh, I think it's tomorrow. Um, Emiliano's going to kind of launch a, a teaser. He's already kind of teased it, and... Um, uh there'll be more and more coming in the in in the i guess coming weeks and months and, is this
1: about his new and, figure line or toys
0: or some shit because pretty much of- yeah that's it his new toy uh, all i can say is like i've seen everything from it well i mean as much has been kind of produced and it's it the simple thing is it's amazing like tomorrow you'll see like the name of it which is wonderfully audacious i love it but um the um yeah the toys even the promotional thing. I, the way I said to him, I was like, the way you photograph these figures is like looking at an old Mattel catalogue where you have that red source of lightning with a red background and the construct. Like, yeah. I guarantee, I feel like Tyler out of everyone would just like love it because the, the characters and you, you kind of know where he's going with it. It's, it's to me, I can't see any, anyone, um not buying this. There was a that is a fan of the the vintage toys. Just put it like that. Anyone that's a fan yeah. of those toys would be like, oh, oh,
1: and just I I I I'm just like, giddy the thoughts about it because just knowing so Emiliano, good. I mean, yeah, because I mean, you look at all the shit that he's done and a lot of yeah. the reference material, the art and things that he's done with Masters, but he's somebody that is a fan that just gets it. Meaning not just Masters, oh, this, but he gets fantasy, he gets cool shit, and it's not it's like ridiculous. just to make money, you know?
0: Yeah, oh, no, this is this is something that's. A passion project for me of course it's always nice to make money but this is first sure it's like his his passion projects he's doing this because he wants to see an action figure of his own realized and oh my god it's it's so bloody good and it's not just you know things that you would expect there are like lots of original ideas and that and some influences where you're like oh i that seems really obvious that yes i'm not obviously i can't say too much but all i will say is like i I guarantee that people will love this what's going on am i still here Oh, okay. oh, yeah, you're yeah. still here. Rebecca? Oh, I, I, I,
3: Well, no, I, I told her to uh, leave and, and join back in to see if that would fix right, okay. the camera issue on her end. Um, no, I mean, anything,
1: so... just the thought of what he's doing, I guess, like I said, I don't even know. But the thought of if it's oh, going to so be anything fantasy-related, <laughs> I think we're going to jump all over it, because Christ. It's man. ridiculous. It's just, uh, it's, can't wait.
0: The, the, the way you were looking is like... <laughs> These these work perfectly. I'll um yeah, it's just it, there's no way this doesn't turn heads at certain corporate companies and go, oh, maybe we should have. That's all I'm going to say like that. It's just God, it's amazing. What, what, to hear. He's he's so he, I mean like it's him and uh, I I don't know if the other names have been announced, but like a few other people working on it, and they're just they they are uh, very talented individuals um, that deserve all the um, kind of attention and hopefully praise and and love and. Uh, Business, (laughs) because it is about money. Yet sometimes that they that they hopefully will get. But I'm I'm going to support this like massively because it's. I said to Amelia, like you know, um, let me know whenever you want something posted because I'll pimp the hell out of it because it's it's. Oh God, when you see when you hopefully at some point he'll show the photos of said. Uh, figures um on their surroundings and it is just something out of a 1983. eighty six. Isn't Josh a part
1: ago. of it too, I think? Yeah, that's I what I was, about... I was thinking. I was thinking
0: of I believe it's Joshua Van Pelt's um yeah. uh, Pier, whose surname I always forget, who's a really super talented sculptor guy, who's been in the community for God.
1: Pierre Bronner, maybe?
0: That's Pierre it, Bronger? yeah, yeah. I don't I always remember I forget how to the surname. It's Like it's like Nate. Nate Batch. <laughs> One of the most <laughs> talented artists we, got. Um, artists we got. Like, people, you know, a guy who's worked for me, I can still never pronounce his name. Um, it's just going to, yeah. real
1: quick, James, I wonder if this yeah. is going to be like, you know... Um, upfront pay six hundred dollars wait four years to get the figures you know i think that'd be a good business model what do you think you know
0: <laughs> i think obviously i think just the way it is there will be like a pre-order process but i don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be you have to wait like no three, i know three, whatever, three, whatever he's
1: right. going like, to do will be <laughs> a good price it'll be fucking awesome i no, 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 know no. he's going to deliver the game won't
4: be hopping super sevens you know business but, plan right but,
0: but the other thing is as well about his his um thing is just that i think the level of quality in it or, of this thing is that I think people will be like, oh, I'll happily wait. I'm not saying people will have to wait four years or anything crazy like that. But even then, I think people will be like, oh, given that we're going to get those, cool with me. Because, you know, like, it just everything he's always done, which I've always, like, you know, respected the guy's work. I don't work question so anything.
1: Like, like, James, yeah. real quick, just uh, for example, think about when the 2000X figures came out. The one thing that we all hated and was sorely lacking was that horrible card art and the lack of any art for inserts. So it was pictures of the figures. And then fast forward years later, and then we get from NECA, we get those stactions. And what do we get? beautiful art on the back you get inserts emiliano doing art and i don't know how much he had to do with maybe influencing or telling Neca to do that but i wouldn't be surprised if he said hey this would be a good thing this is something we used to get back in the day i mean he like i said it's like he revitalized that stuff to bring it back he knows what we want and he knows what we need
0: well when we were, when we were doing the super seven neo vintage stuff like that was he i i think josh Layman worked works Oh rebecca's back
1: hello there
0: she is. sorry
2: how hey. do we start my pc um, i don't know
0: <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, when we were working on those neo-vintage things, you look at the card backs of those, they are pure, like, vintage, vintage. Because Emiliano illustrated all those little cross-sell illustrations. When you see them close up, they look exactly like the cross-sell illustrations on the back of, like, the figures that they're kind of in that funny pose and stuff. Just fantastic. And, obviously, you an Errol McCarthy to do the card back illustrations at the top. Yeah. Mattel could have done that with classics. You know, they could have done that. But with classics, they had... I mean, obviously, it was a much cheaper option. I guess you know, you have the guy running the brand write the bios, and you have um, just photos of figures. It's it's it probably pretty, it pretty was like zero expense, to be honest. But, uh, and now, oh. if you
1: new art, we get like a picture of something from the past put into that little teeny like you know oh, symbol yeah, yeah. that's on the, the, the bio yeah. thing.
0: And yeah, know exactly a great deal of work went into those but yeah that's so yeah emiliano's um we'll have to get emiliano story.
1: when he's ready we'll have to get his ass on the show and he can talk about th- that stuff too when he's oh. ready when he's allowed to and we'll we'll go nuts about it and now yeah, i'm hoping definitely. see, since all the hype you just did james you can't let us down with what you have you better not deliver us a pile of shit this better be some good stuff james <laughs> whatever you got better be good He's like, oh, yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's, all, it's all crap. What do you want me to start with, then? Um, I can do, any like... crap, I
1: mean, any stuff you have.
0: I <laughs> see what you did there. Um, that? So I've got, can... yeah, let me have a look. I'm, I'm actually looking at the graphic that I posted. I was like, what did I promise?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the, the... What was that again? Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, shit, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, oh, no. it was
0: shit that I promised. Um, I can uh, do, 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 let me think. I could do the Return of Faith clip now, if you want, which obviously means Joe has to go into silent mode, assuming you don't want... Not that there's a spoiler in here, because you've obviously... Is, um,
1: is there a spoiler?
0: Well, no, it's, it's basically... Obviously, Return of Faith was 30 minutes long, and now Doosan and I are going back and going, we're making it 40 minutes, and now the scenes sporadically going into it. This is one of those scenes. This is just storyboard, though, so... But I just want to make sure... I mean, you, I mean... It's no big secret. Joe has probably, almost, definitely, probably, definitely seen uh, the return of Faker. <gasps> oh my God! Mattel, <laughs> my front door. <laughs> Sorry, I mean NBC Universal. Not Mattel. They weren't involved, officer. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you want to watch it or whatever. You know, it's your call, um, Joe. No,
1: I, I can. I'll tell you what. I'll just uh, take out my earpiece, and Nathan can give me a. a or wait, I, I won't be hearing nothing, right? You're just going to show stuff, right?
0: I'm going to show. i show a storyboard with 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 audio. So, uh
1: well, fuck. I'll watch. Who cares? I
3: guess. Yes, I'll, oh, absolutely. I'll be dead. Joe breaking his own rules. I over broke you. my
1: rule, but it, it would make it probably too difficult if I take out my earpiece and tell Nathan to give me the middle fingers when he's right ready. I mean,
3: yeah. All I would do is just get, uh, give you the the doubles there, <laughs> sir. Right.
0: Okay. I'm going to try and do this. So I'm actually going to twist my iPhone round, so it's looking at my TV. So give me a second.
1: How professional James. is Don't this? Pull it, Joe don't pull a joe amato
3: well see originally james was like do do you want me to send you the file i'm like yeah we can do that and he's like i'll just i'll just show my tv i'm like hey man whatever you want to do
0: okay volume. hopefully you can hear this let me know if you can hear it first because otherwise there's no dialogue initially can i still Oh, i'm still in shot yeah um it's very professional isn't it it's like
3: no, I, I like this. This is, this is like watching. Uh, this is like watching a one of those shitty bootlegs of someone that's gone <laughs> yeah. into the theater with a, yeah. a camcorder to film. Yeah, the here's movie. somebody coughing <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so I've
0: cranked the volume up. Now I'm trying to play this via my TV and a USB
1: stick. So I
0: think there'll be a little display for a few seconds. Can you still hear me? All right. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Unfortunately, I mean, yes, we can hear you. Hey, so you did that. Okay. Here we go. Working, yeah, yeah. Can, can you hear it all right? Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, statue well. of Skeletal, remember that, Is that of a, of Skeletal. song
4: of Solis? Yeah, god, that's awesome.
2: Hmm. Well, now I have you to worry about. You don't see me, back, you don't see me. If that's supposed to be funny, it isn't. I'm going through even if I have to go through you. Why not? <laughs> How can I lose? This is
0: ridiculous.
2: (laughs) I hope this works. (laughs) You black-hearted villain, prepare to defend yourself. Bro! Hey! Aren't you ashamed of yourself? Oh, be happy when he knows about us. Oh, Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. check
1: that out got some good yeah, action yeah. like oh, yeah.
0: that yeah did you love the um the absurdity of having merman as a skilled swordsman oh, i liked
1: awesome it I... that use of the
4: he <laughs> meant animation oh fucking hey man
0: well it's just one of those things i thought like one you know in the return of fake a merman exits and a certain well i mean that clips online a merman is exited from the episode we never see him again So I thought, well, maybe like we bring Merman back and then, and I thought, like, oh, and I remember I sent Dusan the story, that storyboard, and he was like, that's great, just take out one thing, which I I think is still in there. But um, yeah, for the most part, I just thought like the, the absurdity of having Merman who's you know, typical skeleton henchman with a few pratfalls here and there. So, like, what if he's like a really skilled swordsman? And even Teela's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, the, it's it's almost like she's breaking the fourth wall. In it's like this is
4: ridiculous. He should be a skilled swordsman though, because he's got that coral sword. Like, yeah, he's know got the, so. he's got
0: the really cool sword. But I mean, I mean, in this one, it's like I don't think we'll be giving him the really cool no. sword. But uh, but at the same time, I thought that's ah, a fun scene. It takes up a couple of minutes, and yeah, and I thought just having merman like pretty skilled is uh, is a fun little thing to uh, to do.
4: It's that was perfect dialogue you used yeah. for the and I was when you when you said it was gonna be Merman, I'm like, I hope to God we get to see the diving animation from Search for the VHO, I'm like, because that's one of the most beautifully animated sequences in oh, yeah, yeah. the entire series.
0: I mean, Dusan's gonna hate me obviously because he has to animate that at some point. He's yeah. like, <laughs> but but it will be worth it. But like, the, the, I mean, the problem about that storyboard—if if you watch, I should have kind of give it a bit of more like um, context. It's like, yes, there's a statue. Yes. There's a giant pool next to it. It's like the establishing shot will hopefully showcase all that. Like, giant pool here, <laughs> statue there, so you can figure out where everything is. Because when he dives out of screen, you're like, what's he doing? You jump into the middle of nothing. But, uh, yeah. It'll all was make... that
1: was that whole diving animation, was that originally from a Tarzan cartoon? or what was Yeah, that? I think oh, so. Yeah,
0: do Sam will point that out in the chat, but that was almost definitely a, a Tarzan. I think they used it in Tarzan, maybe. I don't think it was in Flash Gordon, but it was, I mean, it was in Tarzan, I think. They repurposed it for search for the VHO because that was was search VHO. Storyboarded by, by Michael Swanigan, and he put loads of uh, Tarzan and Flash Gordon reference in there because he was such. That a was good pretty much
1: the only good shit from that episode. Was the goddamn swimming and the diving? Yeah, his, yeah man, that was a Horrible it's, fucking. It's not episode. a very good
3: episode at all. Uh, Grim says it's from Tarzan. Stuff. There we go. There we go. It's from
0: Tarzan stuff. But yeah, it's um. So yeah, there you go. There's, I mean, we, we're for we're, that we're,
3: sneak peek, and uh, we'll
1: probably right. what? It's probably maybe a year or two. Do you think until all that stuff would be done or what? Oh, I mean, I mean,
0: we will we we'll probably. I'm going to guess. Do so, and I'll start animating kind of early next year. But uh, obviously it's kind of supposed to be parallel to um, the fake Filmation documentary. So when the ball gets rolling on that, we'll kind of go forward, I guess. Um, there's so much what I mean, next year should hopefully, fingers crossed, be a creatively busy and fulfilling year. But um, we shall see.
1: Well, that was an awesome one. We're honored that you actually got to share that with us. And we got oh, to have a date. Thank you for we'll letting see. me share. No problem. So and that, now that statue it's... being included, too, was so cool. Also, I love that touch.
0: Yes. I mean, I just sort of like that. Oh, I'll put the statue in there as well. I need to make it. Obviously, it'll look, it'll look a hell of a lot more better than my crappy drawing of it. But well, it's, it's like, such, yeah, an, it such
4: looks... an impressive like shot. In that one episode, just seeing that statue, it always stuck out to me as a kid. I, and I don't know why. But it's, it's cool that obviously it, made, it left an impression on you guys as well.
0: Oh, no, you think it's one of those things they should have included in more episodes, like a giant statue of Skeletor in his own domain. It's like, what? We're only going to use it once, and then I think it pops up in the background of the Magic Falls, maybe? So, yeah.
1: Well, what kind of goodies do you have beyond that? Do you have some Um, stuff that we've never seen? What did I promise?
0: Um, Information, premises, season two. I'll start off with the thing that I think uh, Doosan had been kind of telling Tyler about. From uh, pimping to ty- Tyler and saying, "Oh, I need to call him Tyzan." I, I mixed Do and Tyler. I oh, that's my new nickname. So, yeah, example, James
4: uh, James Hossein calls me Tyzan. Newton can call me Gen- <laughs> you can call me asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's it's done with love, I'm sure. Um yeah. So this is um, what is this? So this was included in like the season two series bible. Oh, I sorry, I should specify the 1984 series bible so they had the 1983 one which was written by Michael Halperin and then kind of rejigged by Robbie London that's it's kind of out there in places but the Robbie London one is more what we got is you know your gore pose your is he Gore on that? yeah I think there's Prince Adam striking the sword against stone to become He-Man um, and a few other things but Robbie London's take on the series bible is a lot more what we got because obviously Robbie London was the kind of un, uncredited founder of the filmation He-Man uh, style and universe, I guess, that might be a grandiose term, but he, he definitely was um, a very big part of that. And so, when season two happened, or I guess towards the end of season one, they knew they knew they were doing another. God, at the time it was like 39 episodes, and then they ended up doing made it, making it 33 and 32. But yeah, the next 39 episodes they started um, taking the original series bible, well, the Robbie London one, and then expanding even more with like almost like creating a, a unique backstory but this one is you know to the point where when do sound reminded me i was like oh yeah i forgot about it. it's one of those things i completely forget so <clears throat> are you sitting comfortably are you sitting comfortably oh yes quite
1: <laughs> right, yeah. quite right. we don't have expectations no more after every time, yeah, every time we show something we just shit every time we've done something we're like oh god what happened so we uh yeah whatever we're just waiting okay, i guess Well, you're not going to get
0: like hero land the legend this i mean there might be some crap in here but i think for the most part it should be good so master universe so this is like like I say midway in the season two series bible there's just these oh christ 10 pages okay here we go right so um it starts off in another dimension in a far distant galaxy there occurred a galactic shattering event skeletor's rebellion against the greatest evil power in existence the all-powerful ruler of v- Vili- v- Villania. V-I-L-L-E-N-I-A. Villania? Let's go with that. Villania. To hear, Villania.
3: To hear the? No.
0: What? We'll go with Villania. Also, Skeletor is spelled with an A in this, so don't ask me why. Obviously, the guy writing this wasn't maybe uh topped up on it, so Skeletor.
3: Skeletor, the young... Sound, sounds like a Kevin Smith. <laughs> tale, <man. laughs> How dare you?
0: Um, oh. Skeletor, the youngest, brightest, and most crafty of all the, of the rulers' uh, uh, apprentices, decided his time had come to usurp power, supreme power, over Villania. Villania, oh, Why are doing this? I
1: mean, you know what? I'm start- oh, real quick, James. I'm almost wondering if they're trying to make a new world. Maybe Villenia? Are they trying to say that this is a new place? Maybe is that what let's they're
0: trying to say? Let's, let's okay. go with Let's go with Yeah, I think I like that. Yeah, so Villania is another planet. So Skeletor. Oh, there you Villainia. go. Yeah. Um, underestimating the the ruler's power, Skeletor and those who had aided him, aided with him, were forced to flee. In the wake of, what did we say it was called again? velenia <laughs> In the wake of <laughs> the Villenian
3: vanilla z- wafer. In,
0: vanilla wafer. In the wake That's of the millennial ruler's wrath, um, <laughs> some were successful in making their escape with Skeletor through the time portal into the kingdom of Eternia. Other less fortunate were apprehended and thrown into the abyss, a huge. What the hell? Hellac hole in space that swallows up everything that comes near, never to return or be retrieved. Through many years have passed since the rebellion, neither the evil ruler of villania or whatever it's called, nor Skeletal have forgotten their destiny to one day face each other again for the ultimate supremacy of all multidimensional universe. This is how it's written, actually. Um, so this is interesting. It says at the bottom, well, among those helpless followers of Skeletor um, that were captured and thrown into the abyss, several survived. Yet the black depths—what? So, oh, survived the black depths of its confinement. It's really, really weirdly written.
3: But, <laughs> I like how James is just as surprised as well, anybody yeah, else. Mind. Like it's really he's never really read, read it
0: before. Stuff, so I'm reading this for the. This is like reading the Land of Legend
2: again.
0: <laughs> this is like reading the Land of Legend Bible. It's me doing the whole thing of like, what? But Every fucking time
1: you come on, you do this shit. I can't take it. I just can't
0: it. So right here we go. Right, but here's the interesting. What? On, ah. on this. Why would they do that? On this first page. No. <laughs> on this first page, it says at the bottom note, and this is the interesting, interesting thing. Um, the all-powerful ruler of Villenia. Oh, Villenea. Just, just say V. Villania.
3: Just say V. Just millennia. say vagina. That's easy no, to remember. No,
0: vagina. <laughs> um, like, millennia. There
3: we go. Millennia. There Got you it. go. So, exactly. That's what I did. What, yeah. But at the bottom. Two seconds two, later. What was it again? What?
0: <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, the all powerful ruler of Millennia is, it says, to be introduced as the evil horde in 1985. So, there you go. Yeah, so, the, I, that's where I thought it was going. So, this is like an obviously an early version what would become the evil horde which as we all know was a combined effort between mattel and formation together and there's more this is page two
2: we're
1: only on page two and we got nine more fucking pages (laughs) holy shit we're in for a ride buckle up everybody
0: okay okay so now i think i think it becomes (laughs) oh there's that v word again um Hurling through the black hole at the, speed of light, at the speed of light, traversing billions of miles of space and through multi-dimensions, skeletal's former cohorts are suddenly spewed from the interior of the great white hole nebula and toward the nearby planetary, planetary system that is home to Eternia. Spinning end over end toward Eternia, a strange, they haven't finished that word, phenomenon has occurred as a result of their journey through the black hole. The villainous, oh God, now it's confusing me with the word villain, the villainous, uh, new, oh, Vill- oh, I don't even know what that's supposed to say. Newcomers are enveloped in a protective electromagnetic insulation that has allowed them to survive their ordeal. Drawn by the gravitational attraction of the Eternian planet, the force field envelope c- cushions their fall as they land one by one on, on the bleak, storm whipped desert of the sands of time. So basically, Skeletor's allies from uh, Valenia. Um, have arrived in the sands of time. Even though the journey through the black hole seemingly took only minutes, they are too. They are to soon find. Oh God, this way it's written. That many years have elapsed since their millennia, oh God judgment. Rising to their feet, dazed and confused, they seek out to look for relief. <laughs> From from the oppressive heat and more hospitable terrain. Meanwhile, far away in the dark abode of Snake Mountain, Skeletor's sensor scanner has picked up activity in the desert. Knowing few would venture to the sands of time intentionally, unless it is a matter of life or death, Skeletor's curiosity is piqued, incorrectly spelt, for a better view. Moving the scanner viewing closer, he has difficulty seeing through the cyclonic whirlwinds that mute his view. Slowly, the storm begins to subside, um, enough to get a clear view. Suddenly Skeletor's mouth drops open in shock as each of his old followers come into view. Evil Lynn comes into the room, one of the few of Skeletor's followers not with him at the time of his rebellion. Skeletor is overwhelmed with elation. So this is basically then basically basically then basically introducing um, these, I guess, second or third wave of He-Man toys. Um, Skeletor's uh, overwhelmed with elation, or just elated, uh, at their appearance, as he explains... Of course he does. Each follows attributes. The first is Webstore, sp- spelt Webster, um, descended...
3: <laughs> Great, so uh, Philip Now Webster, I'm just thinking of Emanuel Lewis. Oh, Philip Webster. Um, coming out
0: there. Descended from an ancient amphibious race of subterranean creatures, his greatest ability lies in his master of escape and evasion. Even Skeletor admits, had it not been for Webstor, he, Skeletor... Might not have been able to find his able to find the time warp through which he was able to escape. Webstore is the master of dexterity. Not only is he proficient in climbing with his web-like feet and hands, but with keen eyes, with but with keen eye and perfect muscular coordination, he can use his climbing hook and tether uh, with equal ability in climbing the most insurmountable terrain. Webstore can also use his climbing hook for a weapon, lashing it out at his adversary with whip-like speed and accuracy blinding his opponent and rendering them helpless. So next, the powerful warrior Clawful. A crustacean like creature, half man, half crab, apparently. He possesses one large pin one large pincer for a hand that has the crushing power of thousands of pounds of pressure. Due to his crustacean genetics, Clawful can withstand extreme extremes of heat and cold, except for his massively muscled Man-like arms and legs. His head and body are encased in a thick lobster shell uh, mantle that serves as an impenetrable armour. Um, <laughs> unlike the filmation version, which you could just poke it. In. Um, next interview, Skeletor sees Jitsu. <gasps> Not Chopper. The consummate, I love this term, the consummate master of martial arts who has never met his match in or out of any arena. On Villenia, got it this time, before the invasion, oh sorry, before the rebellion, I oh, fucked that up. He was the master of the arena, never to be defeated in over a thousand battles. Representing the ultimate in athletic ability with his one metal-gloved fist, powerful enough to drive a massive tree stump. Drive it where? Okay. Uh, flush with the ground, and combined with uh, combined with the agility and speed of a hummingbird, he he was the most formidable warrior in all of Valenia. Uh, a massively built creature known as Whiplash steps into the scanner's view. Half man, half reptile. All wants to stay clear of the whipping force of his crocodile-like tail. Often his adversaries mistakenly underestimate his dim-witted, sluggish cr- creature. That's interesting, because that's like, the formation one was obviously intelligent, whereas the 2002 one was like, why what are we doing? Um, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a flashback. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: uh, Fleetman, blah, 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 uh, his keen reptilian eyesight and sense of smell make him the greatest tracker and guide in the entire universe. Even though, even though, like Clawful, he can, only with, oh, even like clawful he can withstand extreme heat and deprivation, he is forced into hibernating state under non-under conditions of extreme cold. Um, oh, here we go! A hissing sound comes over the scanner. Who's the hissing sound belong to? It's Cobra Calm, the last of an extinct race of snake. Creatures, half man, half snake. He moves along with the others, turning his head from side to side, um, extending his head. Interesting. Uh, Head Extending his head-sensing tongue. Where else would his tongue be? To pick up movement of possible prey or foe. Opposite of Webster's ability, evasion, Cobra can locate friend or foe at great distances. And in the most ingenious hiding places with highly developed tongues, simply by picking up their body heat. It um, da, 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 talks about his spray. Skeletor's first impulse of elation is to go to his old comrade's rescue. Then suddenly a horrible thought comes to him. Perhaps they are not with him. Oh, perhaps they are not of one mind Of one mind with him after all these many years. Then a shocking thought hits him. Hit him. Maybe they have even seized or sided with the ruler of Valenia and now are here on Eternia as mercenaries come to take back for a handsome reward. Could it be? I must be sure, he tells Evelyn. But how? Um, oh, uh, okay, here we go. just noticed the name that's popped up here. Just then Beastman, very familiar with him, comes into the room with Skeletor's new brainchild, Screech, a huge evil-looking bionic falcon with fierce demonic eyes that can change to visual scanning computers at will. Part falcon from the genius... Oh, from the... What? There's some really bad spelling here. <laughs> Falconus Gigantus, it says here, and part bionic. Screech is controlled by a special computer for a brain, which Skeletor has programmed to do his bidding. What a surprise. Screech. There's more about Screech. Oh, okay. This is interesting. So it talks about Snake Mountain. Skeletor's going to hook up with the Villenians. Um, meanwhile, in the far-off outskirts of the Eternian Kingdom, there resides the city of Targa. See, A Tale of Two Cities. Yes. Garn, Garn is now ruler of Targa. Rhea, formerly the princess of the adjoining city of Operon, is now his wife and queen. Oh, it's a happy ending after. Yeah, shocking. Garn learned from Heman that physical power is guided by a moral and righteous hand, is a a kingdom's greatest asset. In keeping with this philosophy, Garn has placed his... Oh, my God. You can tell I'm reading this for, like, maybe the second time in about 20 years. (laughs) In keeping with this philosophy, Garn has placed his able student, Fisto, in command of the Targon guards. Fisto is as good, kind and considerate as his evil counterpart, Jitsu, is selfish, greedy and possessive. Also like his evil counterpart, Fisto, Fisto? Fisto is the greatest athlete and warrior in all of his province, next to Gan, and a martial arts master. Um, his fist is powerful enough to cut thick armor plates in half with one blow, yada, yada, yada. Um, Okay, who else we got? Oh, okay. Once on a diplomatic call, Taylor and Man Arms were flying back to Targo when Man Arms got a pe- peculiar signal. It's interesting. I'm sorry, I'm reading this and also going, oh, so that's why they got the idea for that as well. Um, we're flying back to Targo and Man Arms got a peculiar signal over his radar scanner. The signal was coming from an uncharted portion of the evergreen forest. Not leaving anything to chance, they decide to investigate. Moments later, to their amazement, the visual monitor reveals what looks like a very young, half humanoid. Child half B. It appears to be fleeing a Dracos, huge dragon-like creature. Using the Wind Raider's laser stun, the Dracos is driven away. Um, searching the area for the youngster's home soon reveals the rest of the story. Um, buzz off. Uh, not far from the spot, high above, the forest nestled neatly in the tops of 200-foot Man of Vines, man arms and you find the frightened young child home. Somehow, the youngster decided to venture out of his home before he was physically able to, and fell to the dark depths of the forest below. Um, where, uh, with the warrior males and their leader, Buzz-Off, gone, the rest of the colony had to watch in terror as the youngster tried to escape. Um, duh, duh, duh. I mean, this goes on for quite a bit, but you get it. They, they talk about Buzz-Off's origin, something about the Apodia, oh, bee people um yeah evergreen forest buzz off yeah who else is coming into play
1: that would have been cool to see more of garn though i like that they damn right present. i love yeah. that i the love the thing, thing about
0: fisto as well like fisto being yeah. I that was pretty interesting oh too. we've got um okay so oh here we go so you can see where they've connected this um for one of the most memorable mini comics uh stridor fisto's targon war stallion cannot be matched by any steed in all eternia upon fisto's inauguration as an ally to king randall and the kingdom. The sorceress transmutes Stridor into a part armoured horse, part bionic fighting steed, with the head and body encased in armour and legs now transformed from muscle and flesh to Eternium, the strongest metal in all of the universe. He is now endowed with strength and endurance unmatched by even most of Skeletor's war machine. Note, Eternium has the power to repel neutron laser blaster and cannot be penetrated by lance or, Stor- lance or sword. Rider has also been endowed with a laser gun built into the armored mantle behind the saddle. Yeah, I'll show sure the toy. Uh, Dragonwalker, a powerful assault. Just, yeah, it's just like talking about the vehicles now. The Did they up the
1: speed of Dragonwalker in this version, or is he still fuck? <laughs>
0: yeah, noted as being the slowest of He-Man's vehicles, and will take four hours to do what ten minutes of walking. <laughs> can you that? Yeah, I can <laughs> that. That there. yeah, I feel like oh, okay, at least they're being honest. Um, so yeah, that's like the the really rather random um yeah season two kind of bible that was really dinner.
4: awesome like, I, yeah. I i i really wish we had gotten a lot of
1: that
0: yeah yeah there's um what is it? it's like all that that uh the she stuff that we uncovered um a few years back that stuff blew my mind whereas all those like stories like the what was, it? was it thick as water whereas the one where king randall's dying and she is the only one who can give him like a blood transfusion it's like oh my god where's that episode but um Yeah, they didn't all get made, unfortunately, but there was like yeah, there was a bunch of episodes. I'm just going through my documents here. Yeah, because Seahawk part well, there was the episode The Seahawk Part Two was originally going to be called Catcher's Revenge as opposed to The Return of the Seahawk. Oh, this this was interesting. I noticed this the other day. This proves how much I'm reading a lot of this stuff. Um, King Miro's journey was supposed to end with King Miro staying on Etheria which I thought would have been like, oh, wow, that would have been a great ending to that episode, as opposed to, oh, I mean, the ending of the episode was really lovely with Adora going, uh, your heart flies, it's soaring spirit, soaring, which was a lovely um, end to that episode. But uh, yeah, King King, uh, Nero staying around would have been pretty cool. Uh, The Red Knight was originally called The Black Knight, much cooler title. Um, Yeah, just... uh, there was an episode called Enter the... Oh, no, it was the, the Laughing Dragon was originally called Enter the Dragon, which would have been... Uh, yeah. That, was,
4: that would
0: have been a... a <laughs> oh, this, You'd be like, this is going to be the greatest episode ever. It's going to be a big tournament. Yeah. This is Clash of Arms, realize... Thank that, God
1: oh, they no, changed that fucking title, yeah. It,
0: it's about a dragon. Oh, dear. It's like, oh Hey, God. hey,
4: hey, I don't want to have another person shitting on Sorrowful on this podcast, damn
0: it. Hey, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I like it of Sorrowful, but... Um, He's no End of the Dragon, put it that way. Well, I'm not
4: I'm not trying to say that he's better than End of the Dragon, but I'll be gay. Well, I, think, be you I think you just did.
0: I think you just did. <laughs> that sounded like you sang uh, End of the Dragon and got shit on the Laughing Dragon. Well,
4: no, oh, I'm shit. just
1: saying. Uh, all right, you know what? Fuck you guys. It's <laughs> done, man. It's done. You're
0: such a piece, Tyler. You're such a piece.
1: <laughs> well, did you have any other crazy shit that you were going to share? Or
0: oh, I'll do the Duncan's Dilemma thing, because that's a pretty yeah. cool. Um, uh episode that they didn't make there's about i, I realized the other day reading through this stuff there was about like was this 20 different of the versions of this?
4: That, that you were talking right. about as oh, well, they're
0: Dunn's here style. as well don't worry we'll, we'll get to those okay so um yeah there's an episode called duncan's dilemma so this is what's what love about this is it was literally written these were all written around the same time so this would have been like along the same time as um you know curse the spell stone shaking stuff. so when you read it you kind of get a real season 1 vibe because this would have been an episode that they were considering it's just a premise it's just a full page premise but you can, you can kind of think like oh man that, that that would have been an episode so um duncan's dilemma which i think was also called uh, the new man at arms which was a pretty shitty title so uh, man at Arms is on the maiden cruise of a fabulous new submarine-like vessel, the Water Wheel. Um, this is an exploratory voyage to investigate previously uncharted sections of the Eternian Ocean. Accompanying him are Adam, Orko, Cringer and Marcus, a cocky young science officer from the Eternian Science Works, which built the vessel. It's man at Arms birthday. Oh, but he's doing everything in his... Oh, it's the birthday episode, isn't it? It's man ons birthday but he's doing everything in his power to ignore it he's not particularly happy at uh, the prospect of growing another year older I bet he'd be like something like 44 or something I'm like oh Christ he's the same age as me um, <laughs> suddenly they receive a, dis- uh, a a distorted call for help on their radio the triangulation coordinates indicate it to be coming from a vast undersea cabin nearby Marcus, um, advises caution. It could be a trap set by Skeletor's forces. It would only take a few minutes for Marcus to run the voice through the voice analyzer to try to, try to identify it and ascertain if it is lying. But Man at Arms is unfamiliar with this machine. And besides, there may be no time. The voice sounded desperate. They enter the cavern and surface and find a huge grotto of trapped air inside a mountain. They disembark to look for the person in distress, leaving Kringer and Orca aboard the water wheel. They are, um, sorry, they are ambushed by Merman and evil Lynn. man Man-at-Arms tries to use his stun ray, but slips. The ray, what, the ray falls? Yeah, the ray falls and knocks loose a rock, which falls on Adam, knocking him unconscious. Oh, crap. Merman and evil Lynn escape with their prey, the water wheel. Oh, so they were after the water wheel. Unfortunately, Cringer Norco happened to be aboard. As Man-at-Arms tends to the unconscious Adam, he berates himself. This is all his fault. First, his hasty judgment about answering the distress call and then his accident with the stun rate. Marcus, none too diplomatically, suggests that Man Arms is getting too old to function effectively. Too old that
3: for
0: should, that shit, yeah. Yeah, and that he's yeah, Danny Glover.
3: It, so, him. this is basically like the story of Joe Amato and his old man brain and how it's <laughs> gradually deteriorating. <laughs> Pretty
0: close. So, um, yeah, Marcus, yeah, so, uh, getting too old to function effectively and that he should retire. Man Arms didn't want to admit it, but he was thinking about—he was thinking the same thing himself. He sends Marcus into one of the caves to look for some way to the surface. He stays with Adam. Meanwhile, after a brief com- uh, comic chase aboard the water wheel, Evil and a merman have captured and secured Orco and Cringer. These two will be a bonus surprise uh, to deliver to Skeletor, along with the water wheel. Back in the grotto, Man Arms tries in vain to rouse Adam. Suddenly, a beautiful mermaid named Gabriella, Gabriella, Gabriella surfaces in the sub- subterranean pool she, she oh, This is very this is very fortuitous she has miraculously she has miraculous healing powers and is able to revive adam she is mm. she also she also is able to track the water wheel and offer she's the best like story thing ever um she's also able to track the water wheel and offers to lead them to it if they will follow her adam professes not to be able to um to swim well enough but tells her that there is another named He-Man who is also trapped along with them. He will be there shortly, and is strong enough, and is a strong enough swimmer to catch Gabriella. Gabriella, sorry. They insist that she go ahead. He soon, uh, no sooner does she disappear, that Adam draws his sword and becomes He-Man, donning man arms Aqua, Aqua device, which allows him to breathe and talk underwater. He follows Gabriella. Man-At- uh, meanwhile, Man-At-Arms uh, bears Marcus. What? There's Marcus crying for help. He races into the cave to find the young man trapped under a massive fallen boulder. Marcus is desperate. There is no way Man-at-Arms can lift the boulder. But, remembering Archimedes' principle, man is able to set up a large... <laughs> it's quite funny. In, the, um, in a lot of the story... Not a lot. There's a few stories which they keep going back to the Archimedes' principle... Of levering a device to, you know, and they, but it, it's like Robbie London maybe or Paul Dini or one of the early writers just really wanted to get this into a, um, a script, um, uh, setting up a large uh, uh, using a piece of driftwood. This scientific, this scientific common sense enables him to lift the boulder enough for Marcus to scamper to safety. He-Man and Gabriella catch up to the water wheel. Um, He-Man uh, furrows his way into the vessel and defeats Merman and Evil Limb. But back at the grotto, Man-Arms and Marcus have serious trouble. Uh-uh. The tide is rising quickly uh, up the uh, up, up the shore and the grotto and soon will drown them. Uh-uh, this is not good. Marcus is convinced that all is lost, but Man-Arms refuses to give up. If only there was some way to contact He-Man. That's when he notices courts in the walls of the grotto. This script is full of, thank God for that, and um, Working quickly, he uses a piece of the crystal in conjunction with batteries from his stun ray to rig up a makeshift transmitter. He calls, fucking for, help. MacGyver. <laughs> he calls for help, hoping He Man um, has retaken the water wheel and can receive his message. He Man does receive the message, but he is too far away to get there in time. There is only one hope for He Man to be propelled from the pressurized oh pressurized, pressurized missile silo of the water wheel as a human torpedo. You know they would have had the He-Man thing playing on this. Get at the torpedo, He-Man! Um, that's exactly what He-Man does, shooting through the water at hundreds of miles an hour and <laughs> dying um, back to the back to the grotto. He gets there just in time to blast a hole in the rock well to divert the rushing tide from at Arms and Marcus and carry them to higher ground to... S- to await orca in the water wheel, which is coming to pick them all up. Marcus apologizes to man arms It was Duncan's quick thinking, ingenuity, and scientific knowledge which saved the day. A Man-at-Arms feels reassured that he is not too old to make heroic contributions. Um, meanwhile, He-Man is dead because he traveled a hundred miles an hour through the water. So, what are you going to do? Seems so old
1: people aren't worthless. He can actually do something. God bless him. A year older and a year wiser. Isn't that what they say?
3: Something like that. <laughs> oh, I I think of the line from Dumb and Dumber. It's just I something quoted directly.
1: Something. Oh, yeah. about that when when that old lady had what? the uh hold on to the stuff or some shit, ruined like yeah. newspaper. go dying on me. Yeah. No, like <laughs>
3: no,
1: no, matter what they say about old people, like he said. all They still thing. serve
3: a purpose. Yeah, they
1: still oh, yeah. serve <laughs> a purpose. And I can't believe really it. Right. Behind the wheel, can't still,
4: or yeah, can still serve a purpose.
3: I was robbed by an old lady in a <laughs> I, motorized cart.
1: I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch? Oh Christ, James, that was some good shit. I, I don't know which which one I'd want you to animate. You and Dusan and everybody else. Maybe you could do the one with Garn.
4: Maybe you guys, I, you know, that I I don't maker?
3: think I don't think Deucin would uh, want to animate any more than he has to. let's <laughs> yes. not to put that Deucin on him. Do like
4: a like a a, a shot of a setting up Garn as, as King, uh, King of Targo. You know, with Fisto in in the uh, on the grounds as well, or something. I, I just kind of like that Easter idea. Easter in the
1: background, do it. Easter egg in the background. Return a Faker. You'll see a panning shot of Garn in the background with Fisto. You gotta do some shit. That'd be fucking awesome, James. Right there. You heard it.
0: That would be pretty good. I'm not going to die and deny that That would be pretty good, actually. I like that. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Get that shit on there. Get Grimbot on there. You heard this, Grim. If you're watching, you fucking get on that. It's going to be awesome. Nice. I just inspiring. feel like Come in back, the
0: chat, man. you're just going to see the word no. <laughs> no
1: yeah. well, if, he does, if he does it, he's got to
4: get my cameo, Lizard Man. So
3: you know, if, we we we. You know, I've already been championing
4: that beforehand. So I got to get my Lizard and Man then, cameo in first. And then
3: you got to put all of us in there too.
4: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm already
4: going to be in the cartoon anyway, so I don't need to be in it.
3: (laughs) Uh, Is this your way of trying to say that you're He Man?
4: (laughs) Well, I think I say, well, you know, I'm going to say say it every
2: time you have me introduce the show.
4: Just to piss oh. you guys see, off. See, 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 guys, I've I'm already, I'm already, I'm already, no. already animated me, so I'm very gracious. So,
3: Newt, Newt can no longer do the intro to the show.
4: Ever. She is the permanent introduction to the podcast from here on out. No. I, I have spoken. No. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I have spoken. No. Oh, Grim just popped Does in. Anybody he said... else know who Om is? I just made a reference to the urine. Does anyone know who that is? To who? Om. I know oh, I know knows. who Om is. I'm just asking if anybody else did. did does anyone else know who Alm is? I'm just
3: curious.
2: Um, um,
3: I expect Joe not to know. So it says all, all, all back on you, Rebecca. God but it's okay if so you don't know, you know. Yeah, you know I'm not going to know.
2: Um, is that a
1: Conan God. thing? I don't know. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, let me think. Well, you you know what, moving on it's here.
2: driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. Tell me.
1: It's from the arena.
2: Arena. Thank the first you.
4: appearance of General Tataran,
2: you know. Thank you. Oh, I thought so you said almonds. All right, I said oh. almonds. <laughs> Jackass.
3: <laughs> and We go back to food. <laughs> yes, yeah, so
2: Bot, uh,
1: yeah. You know what? We we're waiting for his response, and I was saying yeah, it'd be cool to put that in there and have a cameo and or whatever an Easter egg in the background, but he said what so you could sue us joe no i wouldn't sue this isn't my idea it's a great Sorry. thing you put that in the background it's an easter it's already egg.
3: been established that joe cannot afford lawyers so <laughs> do i can't do sue to do. for
1: shit but uh well, uh, James, I didn't know if you had any other shit or, or things you wanted to share, because I was going to say before we get into other stuff, um, yeah. Rebecca, you've never had a chance to really talk with James before, and I didn't know if you had any questions you want to say we to him. We talked
2: because... a little bit on chat like a while ago about my cousin. Well, this is the first time with <laughs> voice. I figured you could say something. Ask him a question. <laughs> I'm, get I'm a one thing
1: before
3: I want to because...
2: hear more about... The movies that would have happened. I really not Oh, that's what I'm about, about that. to read. Well, I was, I was oh, going that said, is smart.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Joe's old man brain forgot that we still have like, like a few other things, things that we got to so talk about.
4: James is like, oh, I, that's all I got.
2: So these, I were, these would have been before Secret of the Sword, right? Oh,
4: yeah, this
0: is, um, I sort of date on this. Huh, there I'm might be a. We'll wait for Tyler to come back. Um, while we're waiting, I just want to give uh, Rebecca a shout out because, like, I got in touch with her a while back because, um, she was uh, like, her awesome customs, and I was like, holy cow! Uh, yeah, great custom figures. That was just, yeah, just amazing. Like, uh, I always love seeing customs, obviously. You know, Joe's old, uh, an old pro at it, and um,
1: there are a lot of. Hey, Rebecca, know, let me interest. say something. E- Emphasis hey, me, on old. No, I gotta mention something, Rebecca. You better take that compliment he gave you to heart and really enjoy it because all the years that we've talked, he never said, "Hey, Joe, you know, you do some great fucking costumes." He never said that to me until right now. This is some bullshit, but he says it to Rebecca instantly. <laughs> you do great costumes, Rebecca. None for me. Oh, what the fuck's going on
2: here? <laughs> so it, you're, not,
0: you're not a pro, man. You do, You don't need praise.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: You're, you're exactly. Doing, you know, like, you, you, when, you know when you're doing really good when, um, you know, certain companies, um, you know, <clears throat> yeah.
1: yeah, just, you know, we don't need to say more than that.
3: Yeah.
0: Hey, let me Sorry. just say,
1: man, no, nobody would ever copy me, cat. You know what I mean? No, that yeah, ain't going yeah, to exactly. happen. Hey,
0: yeah, yeah, you, you know you're doing great when certain companies, um, you know, have very similar ideas. But, uh, <laughs> you know,
1: hey, I was gonna say, JMax77 in the chat said, "This is awesome. This it's is like awesome. an English ASMR Masters of the Universe bedtime story." The way you were speaking, you know, they got the ASMR uh, videos where people. Oh, talk,
0: I see. So in other words, my voice sends people to sleep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like every time that you you come on to read stuff, I always imagine just. Going back to being four or five years old and being tucked into bed, and you know something great's gonna happen, and then you, the, the reverend sits down in front of you and just starts lulling you to sleep.
0: That's what I, that's what I, that's what I do.
3: I send you to sleep, Nathan. That's, well hey, Jay Mac? If you're tired, get not crazy. out of He's boredom,
2: a just out of comfort. No, 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 no,
1: no, comfort. That's what I'm saying like.
0: Hey, Nathan it's Aiden. like the
1: storybooks, yeah. like, you know,
3: the golden book storybooks back in the day. we well,
0: you would mean, listen you listen want me to, to after each page, go
3: blam blam or something like that? that. So, someone that. in the chat, someone in the chat was like, "I'm expecting to hear that noise." <laughs> oh, did it, Look at
1: yeah,
3: this! Well, well, they did. you
1: got to do it now, James. Every time you go to the next page, you got to make that sound and try oh. to do some kind of voice that's a little exciting.
0: Or I'm how sure are I'm that good.
1: fucking narrator did it?
0: <laughs> okay, so well, Rebecca asked an interesting question. So this is before Secret of the Sword. It's like yeah most definitely this was but i think this is even in the earliest stages of i get the feeling um looking at the, i think there's a date here that i'm looking at which is the oh god no it can't be right hang on i think the date maybe this may have been written in like late 1982 or during 1982 uh, what don't like make you does. think
1: that does it say 82
0: there is that it, is, it it's got that? a code on the bottom which is 8 8243 so that's either the 3rd cuz you they often do that they code their scripts um, you read the numbers backwards so it would be so, uh, the 3rd of, of April or the um uh or the 4th of March 4th of March uh, 82 so it's it's really hard to know but i mean that seems awfully early in the stage of um because they hadn't even done the, the proper serious bible at that point so i don't know maybe it's like 82 but I, I tell you this i think this was written around about or before the same time as um the bumper for the greatest uh adventures of, all. Adventures
4: of
2: all
0: yeah so because i've got that script which is the which i can't remember tyler you remember like my, my trivia for that but with the greatest adventure of all, i've often said that oh yeah the the other episode was supposed to be son of solace or dawn's yes. again yeah. But I was looking at one of the I was looking at the scripts I've got and there was like four episodes they they're originally planning. So it was yeah so I don't I don't know anyway. Um yeah so this is what they were obviously this is very early on in production this is whilst they're working on the very earliest parts of the He-Man series and they're like so I obviously this does come after the series bible because it references certain things in there but it's I think there's a lot of things in here that... Well, I mean, some of the names you'll be like, what? But uh, but let's go for it. And also, there'll probably be people going, do, Sam, you need to illustrate these characters because we've got three characters that...
1: Um... Are we going to have brand new names that you're going to struggle with? James, like, Valenia, Vivilla? No, no, the, no these, are very, okay. these are very easy. These are very...
4: uh Yeah,
1: let's... Very... Yeah, yeah, Say that
0: now. China. Well, we've got, like... Three syllables, two syllables, three syllables. I should be okay. With All this.
4: right, I'm counting on you, oh, count can't
1: James. The names of the people in the chat room, so he's got room to be shitting on anybody about it. Well, we talking about Poris or Poris Bolin and Polrick and Polrick? yeah. Paul I call him PB for short. So, but go ahead, James. Give us the good voice, and don't forget the ding, ding. don't
0: forget oh, it. God, I'll try. <clears throat> okay, so it says at the top, proposed He-Man feature outline, and then it's got pre-title sequence. Yep, pre-title sequence. So um, we open at dusk in a misty, eerie prim- primordial. Oh, God, it has a start like oh, that. We <laughs> <we forget laughs> that.
3: Already <laughs> fucking up, James. That's Jeez. It. Fuck it. Send me it's the, like the golden book right to now. Myself. I'm
0: gonna read it. It's just the guy who goes in eternity. Oh, fucked it up again. <laughs> right. <clears throat> primordial. Primordial. It's, it's an easy word. Um, we open. We open at start <laughs> laughing place.
3: I mean, it? to be fair, it, it is, uh, it's what, 1 a.m. your time? So I, he, he's, past one, he's, he's God, sleepy. Yeah,
0: you know? he's, yeah that's he's the usual use. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit yeah, sleepy. Yeah, there we
3: go. Drunk?
0: I don't know. No, no, no. Um, so we open at dusk <laughs> in a misty, eerie, primordial oh God, forest. The, uh, <laughs> the evil sorceress Electra. So, Electra, first new character. Hmm. The evil sorceress Electra and her fearsome five armed ally, Pentacle. Have come to this planet, yeah, it's pretty cool. Have come to this planet on a critical on a critical mission for their leader, the all powerful Star Lord. Electra points a a surveying instrument toward the heavens and announces that the stars are in perfect alignment. Which, if you go back to like the cosmic comet, that's the exact dialogue they use for the stars are in perfect alignment. You know, it's, it's all things are borrowed from everywhere. Um, this is the night which has been foretold. We learn that the Star Lord's mystic seers, that's actually the words S E E E R S, the seers, almost like mystics, have warned him that there is but one person in the universe who will one day constitute a challenge to the Star Lord's ceas- ceaselessness? Ceaseless, oh, ceaseless conquest of the galaxies. These seers do not know the form of this challenge nor its outcome but they do know who this person is. He is now only a child on the planet Eternia, the son of the queen and his earth bride. Uh, The seers have also uh, decreed that the Star-Lord has just one chance to eliminate his future nemesis tonight. Oh, so one chance tonight. So he has sent Electra and Pentacle to destroy the young prince and for all so that he will not live to challenge the Star-Lord. So obviously the Star-Lord's said, right, we need to kill this young kid because he's going to grow up to be a challenge. Meanwhile, the child, Prince Adam, and his pet tiger cub, Baby Cringer, have wandered off from a picnic. They have been lost in the evergreen forest for several hours, and now that night has fallen, they are very frightened. Electra and Pentacle leap from the bushes. Electra transforms into a hideous serpent and attacks Adam and Cringer, but suddenly there is a mysterious dimensional warp and Orco appears out of thin air. <laughs> the little alien had been experimenting with his magic and accidentally wound up on Etania and none too soon. for he It's great. You, this is written by Robbie London, because stuff like, and none too soon, is like what the sorceress says in The Greatest Adventures of All. So as yes. I'm reading this, like, picking out certain phrases. For he is able to save Adam and Cringer from Electra and Pentacle and lead them back to the Royal Palace. Oh, royal Palace. As the first rays of the sun crack the horizon, Electra and Pentacle must return to their master, having let the only opportunity to destroy Adam slip through their fingers. The Star-Lord's fury will be awesome. Now he must begin to prepare for the day when this Prince of Eternity will challenge him. But how can a mere mortal pose a threat to the one with the powers and forces of the Star-Lord? Have the seers erred. That's what it says here. Have the seers erred. End, that's just the pre-title sequence. Ro- Roll main title. Possibly... This is pretty cool. So, possibly over a montage of Adam growing into adulthood.
2: That would be okay. awesome.
0: And oh, it man. says, here we go, 18 sun cycles later.
2: <laughs> um,
0: uh, Adam has grown into a handsome and likable young man. He is a gifted athlete and has a good heart, but he seems to lack motivation and a sense of responsibility. Man-at-arms, Adam's teacher, never ceases to be amazed at Adam's ability to grasp a new concept or new skill and never ceases to be disappointed, disappointed at Adam's priorities, oh, sorry, and never ceases to be disappointed at Adam's priorities, parties and games as opposed to affairs of state. When Adam fails to show up for, um, so many things that end up in like so many of the later series, when Adam fails to show up for the royal pageant, it is the last straw and the king loses his temper with his son, Later, an argument ensures angry words are exchanged between father and son. The king wishes Adam were more of a prince. Adam responds that he never asked to be a prince and just wants to lead a normal life. Adam storms from the room and packs his bags. He leaves the royal palace. That is when the invasion begins. The tyrannical Star-Lord has set his sights on Eternia as his next conquest. Although Eternia's technology is highly advanced, her defences are no match for the overwhelming forces of the Star-Lord blown blown i haven't done that yet adam is on the road when the invasion occurs his first thoughts are for his parents he courageously breaks through the enemy blockades and makes his way back to the palace he is in time. To, he is in oh god he is in time to, to see his parents brutally led away in chains and teleported to the star lord slave
4: star that's a pretty cool title for a thing that is a cool, cool that's cool
0: adam tries heroically to intercede but barely escapes with his life however not before Man-at-Arms, now a prisoner of the Star-Lord's forces, manages to get word to him. Man-at-Arms tells Adam of a legendary castle, a place of incredible power and sorcery. No one knows where it is, or even if it really exists, but its powers may be the only hope of turning back the Star-Lord and saving Eternia. Adam vows to find this Castle Skull, not just for the sake of Eternia, but to rescue his parents, whom he had come to realise that he loves more than anything in this world. Ah. So Adam and Cringer set off on a quest to find Castle Grayskull. The search will—it's past tense—so I'm guessing this kind of wraps up here. The search will take them to very to the varied loca- locales on Eternia, and even to the fairy tale land of Troller. Oh, pretty cool. Where he will seek the help of Orko, the little alien magician who saved him so many years before. Oh wow! This yeah, I haven't read this in a while. He will encounter. Bear in mind this this is a pretty epic movie. He will encounter characters such as the Widgets, Granamir the Dragon, and others Shit. as he under, as he undergoes adventures, which will eventually lead him to the jawbridge of Castle Grayskull and the Sorceress of Grayskull herself. And there, and there and then, he will receive the power of Grayskull and become He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. In the universe. For it is only He-Man that Adam will be able to. Con- for is it only he man that Adam will be able to confront his ultimate destiny destiny? A cataclysmic battle with the Star Lord, in which the fate of the universe hangs in the balance. So obviously, yeah, they're really, but they're big on Star Lord. He was a great toy. So yeah. Wow, that, sounds
3: wonderful. that
2: was epic.
3: Why why not just why they could have taken that and used it and made something new out of this. And I think people probably would have been more receptive to it than what
0: but this thing, like or with all due did. respect to those at film, uh, filmation, at Mattel, everything—they they don't know about this stuff, let alone care about it. Even if they have this, this stuff on file,
3: that's true. Just,
0: yeah, I mean, the, you know, you look at NBC Universal; they have the entire cartoon library of, of He-Man and She-Ra, who is currently upscaling episodes and restoring them to the original speed, original colors. The guy in Serbia, by himself. You know what I mean? That's a sound, by the way. For anybody who doesn't know, that's yeah. just what is that that tells you everything you need to know about the corporations and stuff. The corporations. Um, there's another. Um, there's another feature script. If you want me to read that,
4: sure,
2: definitely.
4: At last, um, I, I'm still like God. I would. I'm like quite fascinated with with those three new villains and that just seeing ruled. that, that would have been God great. It. So fucking awesome.
0: So this one, this one seems to be a little bit more. Yeah, this one is is like a a full premise. Um, So this is like from start to finish. Um, Okay, Masters of the Universe feature. So this isn't a proposed feature. This is a feature. Um, We open deep in space sometime in the future. Earth astronaut Marlena Glenn is in trouble. Her space shuttle has been swept off course in an asteroid shower. Losing power, she is forced to make an emergency landing on a strange and foreboding planet. Eternia. Eternia's young King Randall and his loyal man-at-arms Duncan witness the crash landing. They are, they are able to pull the beautiful beautiful earthworm from the fiery wreckage just before it explodes. So begins an amazing chain of events foretold in Eternian legend. Events of such scope that the fate of the universe lies in the bounds. Filmation and Mattel present a full-length motion picture chronicling, chronicling the saga of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Our story continues as the main t- title credits roll. Behind the credits, we see a montage showing King Randall's courtship and marriage to Marlena. Queen Marlena cradling her young son, Adam. Adam growing up with his pet tiger, Cub Cringer. And Duncan's daughter, Teela. Oh, and Duncan's daughter, Taylor. Adam and Teela have reached adulthood as the credits end. The, demolix, the demonic skeleton has been waiting in another dimension, expanding his empire and biding his time. Now he is ready to act. He gathers together his lieutenants, Merman, the wicked ruler of the waterways, Beastman, the ferocious commander of creatures, and Inn, the witch sorceress. Previous rivals, Skeletor is able to unite these forces to form an alliance. Their goal, domination of Eternia. Meanwhile, to his parents' dismay, Prince Adam has grown up to be less than princely. His natural charm never fails to win the hearts of those around him. But he is lacking responsibility and is disinterested in affairs of state. Adam's childhood friend, Tila, has become the captain of the Royal Guard. She, sh- she tries to show Adam the folly of his ways, but in vain. Adam seems destined to remain happy-go-lucky and irresponsible. But events are unfolding, which will soon change the course of his life. Deep in the forest, within the walls of the mysterious Castle Grayskull, two mystic figures, too debate Adam's future. One is the sorceress, caretaker of the castle and its magical secrets. The other is Zodak, the judge of the cosmos. That's a pretty bold moniker. Bloody hell. Yeah. It, had been, it had been foretold centuries ago that the fate of Eternia would one day meet in the hands of the son of an earth woman and an Eternian king. Only he would be able to save the universe from an onslaught of evil. Adam is the chosen one. He is to receive a very special power. Uh, The Sorceress feels that it is now time for Adam to receive this power. Zodak objects, feeling that the boy is too irresponsible and not ready, but he reluctantly yields to the Sorceress. Adam is summoned to Grayskull and told of his destiny, that through the magic of the Sorceress, he is to be granted the ability to become He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. At the same time, his cowardly pet tiger Cringer will turn into the mighty battle cat. Adam returns to the palace and shares his great secret with Man-at-Arms. Adam feels a sorcerer. That's a, bit of a bizarre stretch. Adam feels a sorcerer will be will be helpful in his fight against evil and calls his childhood friend, the tiny wizard Orko, back to Eternia. Orko pledges to keep Adam's secret and use his magic to help. Just then, Skeletor, working with his new allies, Evil Lyn, Beastman, and Merman, attack the palace. He-Man's sudden appearance confounds the evil warriors, who have never seen a hero like him. Um, He-Man drives them away, becoming almost heady with his new power. Zodak appears and tells He-Man that he has abused the power by becoming too violent. The Judge of the Cosmos adds that Adam is not aware of the responsibilities that must... Oh, wow. Sorry, i have just remembered this next bit. Um, the Judge of the Cosmos adds that Adam is not aware of the responsibilities that it must accompany great power. Zodak then removes He-Man's power from Adam. As the evil warriors retreat back to Snake Mountain, Skeletor demands to know from his his sides where He-Man could get such incredible power. Evilin tells him that only Castle Grayskull could supply such might. Soul muses Skeletor, whoever controls Castle Grayskull controls this He-Man. Not only would he control He-Man, but all of Eternia as well, Evilin responds. Um, Then I will conquer Castle Grayskull, Skeletor. Meanwhile, Adam... Chagrined with uh, the loss of his power, uh, morosely wanders in the evergreen forest with Cringer. They run into Teela, who is on her way to aid the widget people in a a crisis. While exploring a new vein in their gem mine, the dwarf-like widgets have accidentally freed a huge subterranean monster. Adam is is nearly attacked by the monster, but is pulled to safety by the brave widgets. The young prince returns the favor by bravely defeating the monster away. it would. Although given the opportunity to kill the beast, Adam shows compassion and respect for life, choosing to let it flee. Zodek then appears and commends Adam for this humane act. Now Adam is truly ready to wield the power of He-Man. Meanwhile at Snake Mountain, Skeletor has gathered many more accomplices, including Trapjaw, Triclops, and Clawful. At a big meeting with all the evil warriors present, Skeletor plots the conquest of Castle Greyskull. First, he must lure He-Man away from Eternia, And what better bait than to use King Randor himself? Adam and Teal have returned to the palace and get ready for the annual tournament of triumph. An Olympic style event, drawing the greatest warriors and athletes from all over the planet. In the height of the celebration, Skeletor's warriors make their move and seize the king. Randor is whisked away and imprisoned in Snake Mountain. But He-Man and Orca make a daring rescue mission to free the king from this evil dungeon on the dark side of the planet. Orko's magic, combined with He-Man's strength, overcome the demonic creatures and evil traps guarding the king, and they are able to spirit him away. At Castle Greyskull, Skeletor and his warriors have combined their sinister magic to defeat the sorceress. They are, they are about to take over the castle when He-Man arrives with his allies, Teela, Man-at-Arms, Orko, ram and Stratos. Stratos! <laughs> A mammoth battle ensues, culminating when it was almost perfect Oh fuck off A mammoth battle ensures culminating when He Man is able to turn the full cosmic power of the castle on Skeletor and his evil minions. They are swept away by by a wind of pure energy pouring forth from the heart of Grey Skull and scattering them about the cosmos. But Skeletor has escaped. He man follows his oh wow, okay this is pretty cool. He man follows his rival to the Skull Star, Skeletor's massive orbiting fortress of evil shaped like a skull. Very interesting reading like that. Nordor, yeah, it's very interesting seeing that in this early stage. Um, inside, it's one on one as He man and Skeletor rage through the floating city, locked in a battle of strength versus sorcery. He man finally succeeds in capturing Skeletor. And remembering in Zodek's lesson, spares the life of his enemy by pulling him from Skullstar just before it explodes. He managed to take his place as the champion of Eternia, and peace is restored to the planet. Almost feels like the end, but um, this was like a very uh, early... Like, uh, God,
3: really? if, if they want to mm-hmm. make a live-action movie again, or whatever they're trying to do, take one of those ideas... It's right there.
0: No, because the no, no, the best way to make a He-Man movie is set him on Earth with amnesia and it's a comedy. Easy. That's what we want as fans. You know it. You know it. I'm pointing to the camera. You know it. Everybody watching this video, you want that fucking no. thing. Admit it. You no. fucking want it. Yeah. God. You don't want barbarians and sorcery and all the stuff that brought us to the dance. You want a comedy about an amnesic man who's given the power of Grace
4: Go. Oh, no. That's what we want. Bring it on. Fish out of water bullshit and stumbling
0: the into... classic story. Or do you know what I think a really good thing is? Make He-Man and Skeletor brothers, because I don't think they've done a very successful billion-dollar franchise involving two characters that are brothers in about twenty years, unless you count like Thor and Loki. But nobody knows about them. Like that's that's barely even registered pop culture. Oh, sorry, sarcasm really doesn't come through, does it? Sometimes. <laughs> But it's that's what I up. think of sometimes, Hollywood. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, Christ <laughs> almighty. So
4: you're you my just opinion
0: it. on a future He-Man movie, we've already got it. There
1: you go. Where's Orko? Oh, Do you have your Orko puppet? It? we got to have Orko and what he thinks about this stuff, too. <laughs> I don't even know where he is. Oh,
3: come on. Let me just Come on, James. <laughs>
1: oh, we know where he's
4: at. He's off doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, that's you that's gotta like you got to go get
3: him. It's tradition around here.
1: It's a staple,
4: and of the though show. we, and have though the
3: orca we, orca we is... do have a lady present, she knows what it's all about, she knows how the show yeah. is. <laughs>
1: oh, orca
3: yeah,
1: there we go. <laughs> 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 what orca, what do you think about all the Hollywood people working on the stuff? Are they a bunch of what you know? Maybe you can make the motion of what they possibly are. We can I've see. Got, I've got,
0: got him make the motion, haven't I? What do you <laughs> think of them, orca? Oh, god, can we do this out of shot? I <laughs> I've got
1: that's what he thinks of hollywood he's just
0: tossing off with those,
4: those, those jerks that's like
0: what that. he's doing he was, he was doing that and then like yeah, that's, that's, off, that's
4: off, where off, the off, real off, magic it. is
0: that's where it's you ain't kidding but yeah i mean like, like <laughs> i said i mean joking aside it's You know, the He-Man movie, someone even asked me a question on Instagram um, yesterday, like, oh, have you heard the latest rumour about the He-Man movie? And I said, look, bless you, it's, you know, I I won't even pay attention to anything. I won't pay attention to directors announced, writing announced, casting announced. I will get excited and start talking about a movie when we see the first set photo. Exactly. Exactly. yeah there's no point like we've been thinking sorry not thinking we've been hearing about Hema movies since i think we went back to what 2004 or 5 when it was john woo
1: is, is that when, when I, I gotta update my meme every year remember my <laughs> meme about the movie every yeah, it's year just, like, yeah. it's
0: it's ridiculous it's just you know and uh, it's the problem i mean you know people think like the latest He-Man stuff, which is true, it deviates from what we know He-Man to be. It's like you think a movie's going to be even remotely close to what we want it to be. Yeah, and yeah, I don't like, get it. yeah, it's just it's going to be. People
4: are so enthusiastic about that, and yet you you, you what you said was is, is everyone's reaction. They think we're going to get the quintessential He-Man. for like, fuck no, we're not. How many? I mean, everyone's taking liberties with all the
3: properties. Nobody is
4: getting a clean-cut version of something adapted to screen anyway. It's just it but, just doesn't but happen.
3: The, the... The hardest part of that to swallow is that it's it. It would be so easy to do the 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 stories yeah. that weren't yeah. used That's that James part. just read. Uh, you, it's pick one there. of those. Make the movie. That's uh-huh. all you have to do. And
0: they. Uh, the other thing. The other thing as well is you've got a wealth of like uh, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of stories written that you could easily turn into a movie. I'm not saying like take an episode and turn into a movie. I'm not, I'm not that silly, but I'm saying, there's all that material. It's like writers were able to do this in the eighties, create stories, create, you know, um, uh, story arcs, whatever. They were able to do this, mini comics, UK comics, formation, whatever. They're able to create stories. I don't see how hard it is to take that material and go, right, let's turn this into a movie. Like, as much as I dislike the 87 movie, they still made a movie about He-Man. Yeah, it kind of deviated in so many ways. But the ideas they have for movies now are just like, I don't understand what you're doing. And the, I mean, it's the problem that's, uh, I mean, that's Hollywood's problem all over, isn't it? It's, it's not a bunch of people um, with passion writing a film. It's a bunch of executives making sure that those right we need to tick this box, do that. You need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that yeah but why yeah. so like you need to have a reference we need to have a character called coca-cola and it's like why it's like cause we've got coke branding
2: in yeah, this it, movie. it's, you know, it's,
3: just, like, oh, it's all about funny. the analytics of everything and like the demographics yeah. and doing that but it's if you make something that's good and quality everybody will will gravitate towards it and like it no matter what i would feel like but what, well, what do we know that's why we're not the suit and ties right
0: that's as what I said earlier. Like going back, to what I said earlier about the formation cartoon. I said ten years from now, it will still be the one thing that people recognise as He-Man and She-Ra. And that's it's, and, it's, it's, and I'm not saying that because I'm like the formation thing speaks to me the most. It's because it's fact. It's the thing that advertisers use. They always go back to that formation thing because it's the most fondly remembered version of He-Man. Am I saying it's the best? Not at all. But, like in my eyes, it's the one I prefer the most. I really like it. But as I've said before, I love the Texera mini comics. I love the UK comics. I love this, that, and the other. But the fact that filmation always keeps coming up as like the go-to, yes, maybe it has something to do with like memes or whatever, but it's still the defining thing. It's still the one thing that keeps coming back. And it's because there was something about the show, and like at its core, it had I've always said it has so much heart about it. There was a bunch of writers that weren't just writing a kid's cartoon that were going, okay, well let's see what we can do with this. And you know, season two, even season one's evident of that. There was a bunch of passionate writers, animators, directors, producers, whatever trying to make something special and it's the reason why people love you know no disrespect to those that voiced skeletal since but obviously mark hamill's a different kind because it's mark hamill but people are like oh let's get alan oppenheimer at every bloody convention pop culture convention he does so many these days um because they want that skeletal like the the, the one who had that voice and it's it's the same, you know, everybody loves that filmation show. And, uh, you know, yes, I'm going to spout how much I like it all the time, but the, it speaks to so many people. It's the one thing that people go, oh, yeah, I love that music, or I love the filmation logo, or, I love the He-Man, or I love I Have the Power, all these different things. And, you know, when you think about, like, He-Man, the, the first, if you say that to someone on the street, like, you know, maybe not completely on the street because you'd be arrested. Joe but you would say, do it. You know, the word He-Man, mm-hmm. just, <laughs> of course Joe was but, but no, you, you say it to anybody, and it's they'll think of like I have the power. But it won't be like, oh yeah, I loved I have the power in that one issue of the Marvel or DC comic. It would always be, oh yeah, I have the power from the cartoon. It's the cartoon was watched by probably you know it was it was definitely watched by millions of people, kids, whatever. The adults watching it, college watching it. There's a there's a great um, do sound scene. I think I've got a um, a report that uh, Straczynski wrote, J. Michael Straczynski. Um, in between season two of He-Man or like during season two of He-Man and season one of She-Ra where Straczynski goes to a comic convention which is primarily uh, attended by, you know, teens and adults in the 80s this is. This is like, you know, San Diego Comic-Con kind of thing. And he said like the amount of people that were coming up to him going, I love that He-Man show. I love this show. And He said, it's just like, wow, it kind of really caught him off guard because he was like, yeah, we're doing this show that, I think kids are watching, but we're aiming, you know, a more broader audience. And he said that people coming up to him at the show, like just heaping praise on him. It's like, that's in the 80s, man. So it was obviously having an effect. And it's like I say, its effect has lasted. And why 10 years from now, you know, no, I sound like a dick, but post, you know, anything post-filmation, like 2002 show, I, I really enjoyed that show, but it doesn't get enough love it's barely talked about where where's that generation of kids that go i love that show where are they they don't exist because that show just didn't grab anyone that's and i I think that show is like terrific for what it did but yeah sorry i feel like i'm going on a crazy old man rant i'm on my porch having a rant
1: well i did want to say one quick thing um i noticed in the background is your fucking thermostat broke or is it not on because i don't see a temperature and it's driving me crazy with my ocd is there
0: that's air conditioning. I've got air conditioning Tem- in every room.
1: Well, what's the temperature? I don't see nothing. What does it say on there? Nineteen. Okay. All right. Well, there. I'm sorry. I had an OCD problem. I really do have weird issues. And I was looking at the whole fucking time you were talking. Not that I wasn't paying attention to you, but I was like, what's going on with this fucking thermostat? Because the I'm He hasn't heard in a word here. you've
3: said these last – there we go. Yeah, bring it in. Do you feel better now, Joe?
1: I'm literally – I'm sweating my nuts off here. And I guess that's the thing. I was like, God, I'm fucking hot. I want to turn and I want to get it cold in here. And I'm looking at your thermostat. It just – I had a, like a flashback. You know I don't what? Like I was I, in a I'm going to go – Joe, I'm going to
3: go on Amazon and I'm going to buy you a fan would that help?
1: <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't buy a fan. Why? So, no, I'm sorry, James. Didn't be but I am no, no, no. I'm spending, I'm looking at that. All right. Well look, quickly, I was gonna say for anybody now, I know you guys did it earlier, but this is the part of the show with the Q and A. So if you have any questions for James that you wanna hit him with or us, just start popping them in right now. And while you're doing that, James, did you have anything currently going on? I know you usually pop up a lot of eBay auctions. There's any current auctions going on or
0: no, not at the moment. I did I did I did my most recent batch um, last week, and then I'm taking a month off of selling because it is quite it's quite an experience to do that. But it's like I'm I'm selling. Everybody's like, why are you selling so much? i It's like because I'm living in a place that costs a fortune just for two years. So it's like I need to pay the rent. So I'm literally paying the rent by selling all my artwork. But it is bear in mind, it's artwork. I would have sold
1: it anyway. So.
0: Well, About okay anything
1: with a Serial Geek or any of your other books back in publication, doing anything with that that people can buy anywhere they can go buy some stuff,
0: support you. in the process of reprinting. Well, it has been reprinted. I'm just waiting for them to ship to me uh, the Terra Island mini comics. So that's on its way. The, the second print of that. Okay. Which, which is uh, like the first one was on glossy paper, uh, which is more like the later mini comics. This one's more of the kind of traditional stock, I believe. That's what was requested. That's more like, um, you know, your, your Slave City, uh, um, Clash of Arms, those kind of mini cuts. You have the glossy cover and then the uh, paper pages. Oh, no, like map yeah, pages. Yeah, and... map pages, yeah. So it's, it's, it's more like, yeah, that's hopefully what's happened. But, yeah, so that, that's that's the next thing I think I'll be promoting um, heavily. I don't think there's anything else, really. Um, How yeah, about your YouTube
4: like... channel? Are you still,
3: still working on... Oh, yeah, on, I still um... wanna,
0: yeah. something I, I still want to do at some point. I'm... I'm I just, I'm in that stage of... And I think it's one of those things where I, I'm putting it off. Uh, maybe if I just went and did it, it would be good. But I keep thinking, I really want to get like... Because my Photoshop is from 2002. That's how old my Photoshop is. I'm using Photoshop from 2002... Yeah. uh, Shocker, Joe. You don't
3: even have to put your hand up. We already know, Joe. (laughs) I did expect that.
0: But it's that thing of like my, you know, my Photoshop is now starting to, it it crashes on certain times. I have to really kind of control, save all the time. But um, ideally, I want to get, I need a new laptop. This laptop is now five years old, which in laptop terms is a year past its sell-by date.
1: I um, won't even just, mention my laptop, but yeah, oh, I, I feel you with that, man. I hope you do get upgrades soon. And... That's the thing.
0: I just, well, I I just guess... want to I, I upgrade and then get probably uh, it's, a, it's a money investment. I just get the whole Photoshop suite thing. Obviously, they don't just do Photoshop anymore, so you get – I need – I need prem, is it Premiere? Because I'm used to Premiere. And Isn't After it effects. like
1: a membership now to get Photoshop? Don't you have to they, have like a membership? I think yeah, they yes. changed all of that
3: <laughs> shit to – it's like, oh, you got to subscribe that's why to a I'm year. I'm
1: never going to yeah. I ain't going to be paying him every fucking year or month. To... I got my Photoshop. I'm keeping this sucker until it just completely crashes <laughs> the piss.
3: Joel, Joe. Guess, Poor Joe.
1: It. It crazy.
4: He's
3: just going to be clutching well, onto that, that shit. Question. You're going to have to kill me to change the taste.
1: You son of a bitch, this is my Photoshop I grew up with. And deep yeah, down, I mean, you, you know, deep about down down has what, uh, a question.
3: five, six years from being that old, right, Joe?
1: Wow. hey fuck off all right deep down <laughs> has a question for you james um okay. how do you get the how do you get the accurate colors for uh filmation
0: uh let's do something can answer that question because that's all him
1: yeah i remember he did that to me one time Dushin said uh i, I was coloring something i don't know and he's like joe why don't you use p this he was like giving these color combinations i was like the fuck are you talking about and he was like in photoshop joe they have every like color has a number I was like i never knew that i just tried to eyeball and color stuff and i was like i didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about but he knows yeah everything precisely from he man's yeah, Deuc- boobs
0: Deucan is the one when it comes to colors he's like studied the formation kind of every single color and identified it like for the return of faker um and in general do created create a color chart but he's he's done that for like Um, all these different studios like Deke and uh, uh, studios like Toei Doga and all these studios that worked on stuff like G.I. Joe and Transformers. So he's, he's done this amazing, like all these different, I think he's done one for Nana as well all these different like color charts for each studio but the filmation one's ridiculously accurate that's why i don't
1: like showing him any customs i do and if i paint something because i know he's gonna say oh joe that's not the actual color there that his arm should be it should be a different color it's like jesus christ man i'm just trying to do it what i can with that paints so i'm mixing them i can't get the exact thing but yeah so he's a stickler for colors god bless him he's a good guy but he knows the fuck out of me all right <laughs> now let's see um oh sean the experience had a question but um he did uh he he said he joined late but he had a question he said what were your thoughts on revelation james gave it earlier you have to catch it at the beginning but thank you for that um sean has a question said loved you reading the cutting room floor stuff any chance we can get scans of that online someday
0: yeah at some point i mean most of this stuff was like given to me by god who was at the time like a mixture of like Robbie, London and Erica back in the day. So it's one of those things where when I scanned them, I was sort of like, nah, don't really want to. They were given to me as gifts as it were. But like, you know, I, I put loads of stuff. Someone on Twitter the other week was like, yeah. and this is no disrespect to that person who asked the question. It's like, yeah, I, I should put this stuff online at some point. But um, yeah, there was uh, um, one guy on Twitter the other week. Um, I was selling stuff, you know, I was putting the eBay auctions up. And he was like, why don't you give people a chance to own, own like iconic pieces? And I was like, well, I am, you know, and I, have been selling for <laughs> 10 years. And then he was like, you know, accusing me of just showing stuff. And, never, and I was like, do you realize like the serious Bible online is because of me? Do you realize like, and I, it sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but it's like, I've provided so much stuff for this community. Yes. To yes, so say right. that I've been harboring it is the most absurd thing I've
1: ever heard. It's like, yeah. i was like I, I, yeah, you're the I, complete I, I, I. opposite you have shared more than i've ever seen anybody well, the, share
0: of something well i think i think i can't remember if it's do or, or rob mccullum joined in i said um i said uh i think it was i think might rob mccullum i said something about um yeah you do realize there's a, a a book from dark horse which literally contains all the best bits from my animation art collection and other bits that you know emiliano had shared and others and lee and clevenger had shared so it's like not exactly harboring this stuff by putting it in a book and, and bear in mind like on my ebay sales over the last five six years whatever i have sold pretty damn cool pieces of skeletor of hordak i recently sold my like last shadow weaver sales i have you know i like shadow weaver but i'm not that invested in having a cell of her completely so i sold that and it's it's um, i think i am giving people the chance to own cool stuff and also i think i've i've <laughs> I, I think that's what i said when i took my silence from revelation i just said like, i think i've learned the right to just not have to give my opinion all the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> i got it okay all right one more another question before that i just seen your uh, cat in the background there uh rebecca what's your cat's name
2: that's sunny i have four cats oh, oh.
1: all right all right i was waiting for tail. the name oh. did you say she doesn't have a tail
2: she did not have a tail
1: oh, oh. One. what one happened tail. to her
2: she um, She was right a foundling. There. I don't know. She was rescued. We found her. She had scabies, and she was in pretty bad shape, but oh, I don't gosh. know if she lost it or if she was born that way, but it's a little nugget that wiggles. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: she's just chilling in the background right now. Hey. Okay. Here she comes Make sure she doesn't look at the screen and see me. She might go bananas and start fucking flipping out. <laughs> Having I, some flashbacks I, I, of somebody yeah, that... just
3: like the rest of us. A- anytime anybody else sees you. I'm sure people do that in public with you all the time.
1: Ah! Oh, shit. All right. Zentron um, had a... She's running... Now. Oh, I hear her crying. She's like, please don't... I don't want to look at this guy. No.
2: She's looking at
1: her face. Her eyes just got real wide for a second. How you doing? Do I creep you out? Is that a calico? Yep. Okay, alright. Cute little shit. Alright, <laughs> Zentron has a question. Said uh yes. my question is to to James and Joe. Would you two be up to doing a commentary with me for when I finish my 4K reproduction of The Dragon's Graveyard? Oh hell yeah, uh, I love that, it. Season 2 Dungeons uh, and Dragons oh,
3: fine, Zentron. I, I know you don't want uh, anybody else on the show. You just you you want Joe. We get it. He's the star. That's fine.
1: Well, he didn't mean it I, like uh, that. No, I'm just, you know, it's fine. he knows I ramble about he knows I ramble about Dungeons and Dragons and I think no he remembers uh, uh, Well, fucking James okay. did a lot of well, James knows off. <laughs> <laughs> <that's laughs> it was like fuck off, dragon. but I'm sure we can always do that, and I could keep the language. Uh, yeah, clean. right. I, I yeah, I, pfft,
3: I could see that going down. The first like little hiccup you have, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, fucking goddamn it, son of a bitch!" <laughs> I know how you are. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, Adam Gabbert
1: was wondering if James, uh, what are your thoughts and opinions of the new Masterverse figures that are available, um, to purchase? I'm
2: assuming, out do if you oh, can see I'm not really much really of a
0: toy person, but, like, yeah, I mean, the the the, the figures. Um, uh, if if we're talking about the ones that are based on the Revolu- Re- Revelation designs. Yeah, that's, yeah, Isn't that great? It's like, I would I prefer to see those characters in toy form that actually look like the characters on the screen. But these look like, I mean, the He-Man, the, the head is an atrocious sculpt. Like, no disrespect to the, the person that did it. But it's just like, Yowza, I just... Um, yeah, those, those revelation toys that did nothing for me or have done nothing for me. But then I'm not much of a toy collector. Like I posted yesterday in my, um, in like this uh, big comic stroke toy shop in, in London, Forbidden Planet. They've got. I've seen that picture
1: yeah. you posted. That looked pretty damn cool. I was, I
0: it's it's amazing to look at. But in the post when I said, oh, I, I, even though I don't collect Origins, I got a bunch of messages, people going, why don't you collect Origins? It's like, I, because I don't. But, but, uh, you know, can't but is, everything everything not everything it's like I, you know, I, I it's, it's bizarre. It's like I don't, I don't collect everything. Like I, I, I might, if I see the origins um, Faker figure or the mini comic tractor, I might get that. But then I thought that about the mini comic uh, Triplots figure, and then I, I saw that, and I was just like, nah, no, don't. Really oh like man, it. I'm gonna show like next week. I'm
3: gonna, yeah, get Orko. Get I got Orko, Orko in the mail Jake, the other day. Yeah, I, I would, I, he I is cool. That.
1: Yeah, you could get that one, but yeah, that uh, Triclops, boy, I'm going to show a comparison photo to those two of uh, the regular Origins and then that Goofy, this is what the fans voted on. What, shitty paint? Because it's splattered everywhere? It is. It, it looks like they didn't give a fuck. I've never seen them do that with any of the figures so far. At least they're trying to show some love with the ones that are out there at the you know store and retail. But you figure, if you're having an exclusive figure, you want to be meticulous about making it look yeah, as great yeah, yeah. as possible. They look like they just said, Fuck it, literally. I, I've never seen such splatter. It looked like like uh, just shitty customizing. It looked yeah, that when bad.
0: The, the, the only photos I've seen of that Triclops online, like, I'm not exactly prevalent on social media these days, but when I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see photos of that Triclops, it's all about the bad paint job. It's like, oh, and so, you see, like, the underside, and it's like,
1: oh, God, what happened there? It's just... Everything, you know, and like they didn't even bits. do the... Yeah, you figured they would have did a proper head, make it look like the mini-comic. His skin, talk about... Now, that's the one time I'll agree with Grimbot. His skin complexion is completely different. I was like, why is he orange as fuck? He looks nothing like the minicom. It's it's bizarre. I'll show comparisons. But um, all right, let's see the next question. Oh, first, Zentron wanted to thank you. He said, thanks for the cells again. He's He has his unpacking video on YouTube. So uh, he oh, must have bought some. <laughs> all right. Okay, PapaHood69 said, James, is the faker in Return of Faker the same as the one that fell in the abyss or different one altogether? So he probably has mm-hmm. never watched it.
0: I didn't I didn't know the answer to that, to that until we started working on the extra content and then I was like, Oh, I've kind of figured it out. So there is there I'm not I'm not gonna reveal it because that would, would spoil it, but um I didn't know the answer to that. When people would ask me, I'd be like, Yeah but then but then when I decided to stop doing this extra material, I, I was like, Ah, oh, I think I've got a good idea. So yeah.
1: Then. Well thanks, Papa Huds. Cool last question. We're gonna find out soon. Um Oliver Belmont, Mr. Etoch, upon writing for the filmation masters of the universe. How did Queen Marlena know her son was He-Man, and what fitting progression do you prefer for Tila being the new Man at Arms or the next Sorceress? That's
0: actually a really good question. Um, uh, uh, what was the bit about Marlena? Like, how did how did she
1: find out? Um, yeah, like how did she know that her son was He-Man, or is that just something that you know, obviously, you I know, was,
2: I always just thought it was mother's intuition. Yeah, I
1: mean, I it's what's
0: right. in the Rainbow think, Warrior. It's, it's, yeah, it's that not is like in. Um, how she found out. Yeah, um, um, was it like a mother always knows her son? And then, yeah. yeah, I think it was just something that a couple of the writers, I think it was primarily Bob Ford was the instigator of that because he storyboarded The Energy Beast, which had Marlena saying, I think it's about time we recognized He Man, don't you agree? And then does the side eye to Adam, which was in The Energy Beast. It's like, oh, does she know something? And then. Bob Ford then later writes the Rainbow Warrior and has that whole thing, you know, where she blatantly knows her son is He-Man, and obviously you get the wonderful uh, pickup of that story in um, the uh, Lifetimes Star comic, where it's written by George Carragon, where you know Marlena and King Rand are imprisoned, and she like tells King Rand or like, well, she she says that they they clearly have the conversation, which oh our son is He-Man. So yeah, I don't think it was explicitly ever. Written down on paper, it's just something I think the writers slowly started to or wanted to introduce. And
1: yeah, right. it, and do you younger. prefer? And he said, you prefer Tila's progression being the new man at arms or the next sorceress?
0: Always, always going to be the next sorceress. I, I love like right. that. I, yeah, like her being, you know, there was her destiny, you know, it's, it's the whole thing. It's what the filmation series was building to, to some degree. It's like, yeah, we're going to make her the sorceress. Oh, like Tila's triumph is, is such a beautiful episode. Um, in parts, I mean, there's big chunks of that you like. Oh, He-Man and Battle Cat on a, on a planet, uh, escaping lava. But at the same time, you get all the wonderful Teela um, discovering the power of grace or, like, her, you know, abilities and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love the idea of Teela, eventually come the sorceress. Just, yeah, just that.
1: And, by the way, the reason I got up, and I'm sure I'm going to see, uh, made you look, is because Dipshit Grimbot said, Joe, for you, I just <laughs> you noticed that there a, a on their walking back you. Well, I didn't. I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck? Is there something crawling? Because I've had these big-ass spiders falling on me. I thought maybe it was a spider comeback. Fucking Grimbot. <laughs> Damn it. That's amazing. Yeah, so he got me a uh, prick.
2: Oh, wait. Oh wait, right. no, uh, Hang on. You're not
3: even going to read it. He said, Question for Joe. I just noticed that roach on your wall. What do you call it? <laughs>
1: nah, I'm not talking to him. So anyways, a Simple Tricks and Nonsense has a question. Question for anyone that wants to answer. With the varying degrees of violence between the cartoons, comics, as adults now, how violent or gory or passive do you think a show or movie should be now? Well, I mean, for me, I I, I think we can agree. I don't like anything just shock value. They do killing and murders and blood just to look what we did we shocked the fuck out of you. What do you guys think? I mean, if you can make a story with something that makes sense as it progresses, okay, it's okay. But I still don't want over the top blood. If you mean something for masters, I mean, I don't know if that's what you mean pertaining to, but I wouldn't even want to see that in masters. I mean, you could have somebody like, you know, break a fucking arm, something crazy, whatever people getting beat up. You have, you know, bruises, blood, but I don't need to be over the top. Like slice them in fucking half, like in one of these comics and you see the guts pouring out. It's like, Uh, nah, you can uh, show that shit.
3: 13 would be
1: best
0: I think for me, it always comes down to people saying, oh, I want blood and guts. It's like, yeah, but do you want the guy who's given the power of Skull, whose sole purpose is not to misuse that power, suddenly stabbing, cutting and killing? Because to me, you, you've lost all the sense of what, you know, it was, it was a famous quote from E-Man, I fight, uh, I only fight when I must. And each time I hope it is the last time. And it's like, that's great. That's all you need. E-Man, you know, he's got his sword. You know, you don't need to stab someone with it because the moment you do that, that's when you lose the power of Grayskull. You stab someone, you've become, like in that script I read, Zodak's like, you've been misusing this power straight from the way. This is them in in 1983 figuring out who He-Man was going, yeah, if he misuses his power, it's going to be taken away from him. That's what, you know, the problem with power. Okay, it's an exaggerated version of events. Like, I've I've killed, I believe I've killed a man, I'm going to fling my sword into the abyss. It's done for traumatic purposes, but that is the... Prince Adam, who is He-Man, He-Man's just the alias. Prince Adam is a guy who's given all this power, all this responsibility. That doesn't mean, I've got the power of grace, but I'm going to start cutting the fuck out of people. It's like, it doesn't work <laughs> for right. that, man, because what makes you different to anybody? The whole reason you're He-Man is you, you're this champion for good. Otherwise, if you want to, if, honestly, if you want to watch a, 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 a long-haired barbarian cutting through people, go and watch Conan. There's a fucking billion beautifully illustrated John Baskina, um Conan books. And that is, that is your He-Man. And that is, like, Conan is fantastic. And the, the, the Conan comics are just beautiful. Like, the, all oh, the God. stories, all the artwork are just that. And for people to want that, it's like, it's already there. It's called Conan. You know, He-Man was never intended to be Conan in that sense. It was, let's make a blonde barbarian. And then, yeah, in the initial comics, he was savage and all this business. But then let's give him some character. Let's actually, like, when, when the, the, like the, uh, the formation series happened, it's like, let's actually have him as a guy who has all this power, but he uses it responsibly. And, you know, it comes back to the whole... great power comes great responsibility there's a a reason that gets used though it's because it's a fucking great phrase that applies to so many heroes and stuff yeah it can be misused or misconstrued or whatever but yeah, He-Man is who he is everybody loves that formation He-Man because yes he's not going to punch a tree or whatever and if there is a tree it's already been fallen you know it's it's that kind of stuff but uh, violence in a a He-Man movie yeah I'd, I'd love to see him like you know punch and kick and stuff but I think like when he starts stabbing stuff like you, you can't have He Man do that. Maybe you could have the henchman do that stuff. Like maybe Beast Man like cracks a whip. That's and, what like, I was
2: about to say. I think if you want to make a superhero like like He Man or Wonder Woman or or Superman a dark version of that, you need to make their world dark, but not them dark. You know, they should always be that yeah. shining light in the situation. Yeah, that's like that.
3: why with the, that's yeah. Zack Snyder superman when he like breaks the yeah. neck and oh. it's like that's that's exactly. not the essence of that character yeah
0: no, i just don't get that we're that so universe bad. it's like we're gonna make we're gonna have this character that's a beacon of hope and be the most miserable superman we've ever seen just yeah you know, i can't i can't be doing those <laughs> movies yeah, yeah, I, I, I I'm just going on. Is there a cat attack happening? Is cat attacking, She's attacking you? i been try, good try
2: this whole time.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, send her that Oracle. She'll rip it to shit. <laughs> she <laughs> would. All right.
1: Um, well, Tyrell had at least a question. Uh, had well, at least a, a question? What are you trying to
3: say, Joe? That didn't no, I mean, a shitty no, question?
1: I meant, well, no, I didn't mean, I meant to say it was more of a okay. comment, and it's towards uh, Tyler and Newt saying, hey, Tyler. I second your nomination for Newt. entering you is uh, oh
3: come on, man! Why
1: would you even read
4: that? We
3: do, we do not <laughs> need you. more people getting behind this movement. We, but Joe, what?
4: Hey, hey. You gotta, you gotta, admit, it's not like I'm like parading around twenty four seven, like you know, taking selfies of myself saying I'm He-Man in the you gym, and shit, like you that. You should, you <laughs> oh, should
3: turn into the one oh, that you hate oh, at no. the gym. Turn into that, please. That'd be oh yeah, I'm, I'm always
4: gonna, I'm, I'm just like him. I will never become when I'm when I'm bound to stop. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to be you know the exact opposite of, of, of every. No, fuck no. Uh, Oh, we're we're, we're, on it'll only be coming and from
3: and Newt. And she's never going to do <laughs> the intro is. again, so we don't have to worry about it. It's fine. So, so you <laughs> now you're
4: sexist. You're denying. Oh, a come she on, wants man. Come so, on. I mean,
3: now, I'm going to you know, write my oh, blog. I can't hear it. But back. see, <laughs> Tyler's only doing, <laughs> doing this. He's only doing it because he, wa- he wants to hear it. Oh, he, man. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs>
4: No, he does. Do do not not
3: say that. He does
4: not look like He-Man. This is worse. Hey, hey, hey! I, I seem to recall. James even said, hey, look, they're not going to hire somebody who actually looks like He-Man Tyler, and, and which we know what he's talking
1: about, so. Oh, for fuck's sake. Let's get to another question. Um, uh, di- so now, so now we've got two people in this podcast who feel differently than you
4: two you know, miserable oh, schmucks on. over there. So,
1: bitch. <laughs> Daniel Carhunen oh, has one for you, James. Was wondering what merchandise from Masters of the Universe you bought lately? Any recent merchandise?
0: It's something. What have I bought... I mean, I still buy cells every once in a while and stuff. um Got anything? let should have a look. I'll see if I got anything like any cells or something. i
1: leave my placeholder. Oh,
2: <laughs>
1: Can you make a voice while you're gone to kind of replace it Can you still I'm
2: hear? somebody no. coming in right now and like, what is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be, be like. oh,
4: huh? lost
2: mind. We were talking. To
1: a uh, you know, uh, uh,
4: uh, crochet or, or hand stitch, you know, wh- whatever. Or I mean, this
1: is, this is the this is like least professional. It's the least professional podcast ever. You got a dork <laughs> in a mean, mask. You got a fucking up in here. That is podcast. the
3: charm of our show, Joe.
4: <laughs> you're not gonna get this <laughs> unprofessional.
3: Else. No other he podcast. <laughs> 300 episodes.
4: Of we
1: that. are as. And almost as nathan would say we're a puppet show basically right nathan is that what i was gonna do remember you're we're we're gonna the pass Science the reins <laughs> oh
3: yeah so when when joe was uh mocking me on messenger because i wanted everybody to be here a little bit earlier when i called that way i could set up everything and make sure we're good to go we get all the talking and catching up hey how's everybody doing that way we actually start on time and joe mocked me i'm like well hey motherfucker you can go download OBS. You can do all this. That's fine. He's like,
1: I wouldn't know. I think it would be hilarious.
3: You would be, have you seen the gif of, uh, Shawn Michaels back in the mid nineties when he's sitting in front of a laptop, trying to chat on AOL. That's what it would look like. You're just like poking and prodding at the keys and everything. (laughs) Check. All right. Show us
1: your goods, James. Well, I got
0: I got something that's not He Man, but it's the most random. So, if anybody knows the show Mask, as in Ma 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 Mask, which like I never really owned a cell from Mask, but I, I got a cell of, from season two of Nevada Rush Rushmore. From um, there you go. From...
4: He was one of the only characters of Mask that I owned as a kid because I, I got him for Christmas '87. I think it was. Yeah, like that's about, that's what I got. Him,
0: I got him in August of '87. He came with Matt Tracker and Goliath.
4: Yes, yes, that's what I got. Welcome yeah, to the Mask Podcast. What as a kid? Were those?
0: Um, the other one I got, I got a skeletal drawing, which is always a good thing. That's beautiful. Okay. Um, I got this for the sake of I'd never owned a her I probably end up selling it at some point, but she was pretty cool, Spinnerella.
2: Oh, oh nice. beautiful.
0: Very hot. <laughs> Hello. Um. Uh, Tyler will appreciate this one. I got a um, a layout, a new layout drawing. Um, new, as in never owned it before. A uh, uh, Bob Pauline. Holy shit.
4: Oh, we just light, you know, on, on Zoa. Oh, man, it's yeah. so
0: badass. Because that's not Damn. one of my favorite scenes, is where he's trying to get Zoar. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I don't know if it's, uh, like, the light's kind of oh, shining. No, but...
1: oh, it's perfect. We can see that. It looks got, great. I've
0: got a couple of drawings of Spycord as well, but um, they're quite nice. Let's see if I can get it out. I get out, well, don't
1: honestly. fuck it up I don't, you don't have to worry i don't want you to mess anything up or rip anything you don't have to do that i don't want you to risk that well james no, there's not... one more question yeah. for you and then there'll be a i guess something that'll uh i don't know, stroke tyler's ego again but your final question james is there any plans for Joe, you can all right there you go <laughs> is there any there's plans no for that <laughs> for a re-release of the Dark Horse Filmation book. Do you, would you know anything about that or no? Um, if there's
0: any, I, I've never kept abreast of that, but the, they did re-release it in December of last year. So I think you oh, can... I, yeah, they, they did a second print in, in, in December of last year, so it's definitely back out there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's something I don't really know about. Um, you know, when, when, when okay. they're done with you, they're done with you.
1: <laughs> All right, and Brian Brumagen, question. Tyler, did you ever do pro wrestling? <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake, him and these muscles. I know, I him. know
3: that uh, uh, Jimmy Valiant, the, the the boogie woogie man, actually came up to Tyler and was like, "Hey, yeah, you should come here and 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 train and shit." I remember yeah. that. Is that true? Yes.
4: Yeah, it, it is wow. true. but But um, when I showed up, he didn't seem to either remember me, or <laughs> and it was nothing but a bunch of fucking marks who were paying 300 bucks to say, "Hey, Jimmy, watch me." Jimmy, Jimmy,
3: oh, you see this? Like, oh and I mean, God, you know, me I, what's he got? Here. He's uh,
4: he's got their money. Who gives a shit? But there. Well, uh, of course. But I really thought it was gonna be people there who were like legitimately interested in putting together well-crafted wrestling. Yeah. This was just people who just watched. Well, fucking I Raw mean. I could do what they do too, But
3: man. but Adam Page in AEW was trained by Jimmy Valiant there at the start, so he was there for a bit of time. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. So you you do get uh, a diamond out of that rough, but were diamond in the rough. I could have been a diamond in
4: that rough too. But
3: you I'm could like, be
0: on AEW right now, Charlie. I
3: mean, E-fets you know. And, oh, like, really,
4: oh I was. I was asked when we <sighs> went to that really shitty convention. The promoter asked if I was. Yep. A wrestler.
3: Tyler gets um, it a lot when we go to stuff yeah. like that, uh, especially when he meets other wrestlers. They're just like, oh, uh, they talk to him like they know him all the time. Oh, hey, brother. like, wow. like How, You don't fucking know him. Yeah, they all talk like Paul Cogan. Like, yeah, oh, brother. God. Like, here, bring it in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but Tyler, Tyler <sighs> and I did float around this uh, funny idea that if he did do wrestling that I would be like his manager. The, yeah, I, I hate was
1: getting
3: really fucking worse by the interview. moment i was gonna be like the <laughs> shitty like <laughs> heel manager for him and he was just gonna be like that adonis you know he'd be like the narcissist just like looking wow. in the mirror and shit and i'd be like bobby heenan just be like oh look at that ah I don't know why it sounds like Vince, but... Uh, there, you go, there you go. go. Oh, my God.
1: What a bummer way to end the fucking oh, show. come but, on, uh, Joe. Well, all right, thanks for that, Brian. We appreciate that, Brian. Yeah, thanks for yeah, that thanks, uh, compliment.
4: Brian, Any questions you got in the future, feel free to ask them. You know, we'll make sure they, they get asked <laughs> what you, you know, Sweet uh, Christ. Decides to put the uh, on
3: but, but really, well, though, could I'm you imagine that? that? Like... Tyler being a pro oh, wrestler, God, and I'm there, shit. like, being his Paul Heyman, you know? Like, I could heal it up pretty good if I wanted to, I feel like. Yeah, he could. Nathan could. Nathan
4: was so good about cutting into people without thinking Ugh. twice about it. God, man. Even me. Nathan Ugh. would cut me down the size. I mean, he was really good about that. But I don't that.
3: do it anymore, because I'm a, I'm a good guy. No. I'm like Joe Motto. I'm a nice guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
1: now I'm sick. I got to get off the podcast. But uh, James, just wanted to thank you for coming on, sharing all that cool shit. And this time, thank goodness, it was good stuff, and there was nothing that you know made us go crazy. But uh, no, that was good stuff. We really do appreciate. It. We love that sneak peek with that little stuff with Return of Faker again. That that was awesome. So, uh, is there any other thing you want to promote before you get off here? Anything like maybe we can look forward to in a couple months or anything? Anything
0: no, other? than really much in the way of anything really. But um, yeah, I mean, at some point we'll start. Record like start the documentary process for the faking formation, but as soon as they do that, as soon as we start, I'll be spouting off about that anyway. But, um, but yeah, thanks for having me on, it was um, a pleasure, So I was looking forward to all week. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, right. that wasn't know, it was It
4: would be fun too, because you know, we always have James on the talk formation, and I know James has mentioned 2000. It would be fun to have a conversation with you about 2000X, whether oh, yeah, it's a yeah, certain yeah, episode or just the series as a whole, like because well, we've talked about it quite a few times in the podcast, but. I think it'd be really good to get your viewpoint. I mean, we already have a good idea and you've talked about it over the years, but it would be really good just to have an in-depth discussion on pros and cons or one particular episode. that, like, that really stood out. Like that lends
3: itself to great discussion. And oh, absolutely, man, maybe yeah. new adventures as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. There's so many, there's so many episodes of new Adventures that are so bloody good. Like you're in the army now. is like one of the best He-Man episodes there is. And yet, Probably 1% of the community has heard of it and watched it. So it's like, yeah, I'd be happy to talk
1: about that kind of stuff. Wasn't that a fucking polly Shore movie yeah, or something? Yeah, it was. Any it's army in the army, army now. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh Christ.
2: All right. Hey, you well, know, oh, James. I don't know. It's terrible. Like, I've never surface. seen Alien, but I've seen Pauly Shore movies.
1: <laughs> I have a crazy <laughs> He's got
0: you on t- Alan, Joe. <laughs>
2: Oh, wait, wait,
3: too, even wait, but, by the way, Joe was supposed to have watched those movies, right? And given us a report. Have you watched those movies? Oh, yeah, that's right. Stay so, for James, wait for for it, it. <laughs>
1: <the> <laughs> anybody that's new, new in the chat room, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and ring that bell so you can always be notified when we go live. And until next time, have a powerful day.
4: The naked American man stole my balloon. Oh,
3: fuck, I know that one. <laughs>
4: I was hoping James might know because the guy that says it looks like a little James Dutoy. All right, do top. We'll, we'll give James the floor. Yeah. Oh no!
0: I've, I've no. What was the quote again? Do it again.
4: <laughs> it like a naked American man stole my balloon.
0: <laughs> it's, it's an amazing impression. I thought you were doing South African for a second. So yeah, um...
4: man, and uh... that. I, <laughs> I thought we're you were gonna,
0: doing South African where good. you're all over here
4: somewhere. I'm not doing accent. a very good job isn't at it, all. Isn't it no.
3: strange, though, how Americans are so terrible about doing any other accent, but, like, actors from other countries can just nail the American I think it's because we, we just sound dumber. It's easier to do. I don't think so. <laughs> 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 I think
0: it's probably because um, American shows, cartoons, films, whatever, are, are such a part of the zeitgeist uh, the world yeah zeitgeist yeah it's like we, i grew up watching he-man ghostbusters everything was american but you know he-man's got an american well, accent
3: for goodness give so. us give uh, us uh, your sorry, best the, american accent james
0: oh my god i can't do that possibly um let me think <laughs> that was good <laughs> that was good <laughs> well, give me something to say like uh i'm trying to think um, it's
2: hard to do it on the spot isn't it
0: yeah when someone's like i'm just trying to think uh
1: you just did it, though, didn't you? I, I, was... do, I do
0: like, like
2: How y'all
1: doing? Oh, no. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> come on That's now.
1: Cliche. Everyone goes for the
4: Because accent. it's the
3: easiest not to do, the do because night. they sound really stupid like we do.
4: Can you do a Boston accent,
3: James? Like a South
0: Boston accent. Is, is Boston, accent. Boston like, it's all, is it all like, uh, I can't
3: remember. Boston, is, isn't is that yeah, like. It's like, get, get in the
0: car, Cole, get in the car. Yeah.
3: Get in the
0: cat, <laughs> don't make me come over there and
4: smack you in the face. Oh, no, 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 no. Joe. Joe, are you insulted? No, I'm not. That's,
2: that,
3: fine. that's, what, yeah, that's fine. what we should do. Like, if we ever have a movie like that, and Joe is the, the mob boss, I want James to play one of the henchmen. One of the
1: henchmen,
0: what do you want boss? There you go. <laughs> what am i doing?
1: God, oh, God. Yeah. Well, what did you guess this quote? Because I, I have no, no, no I, I do. know, yeah, is. I do too. What is
2: it, Rebecca? American
4: Werewolf of London, right? Oh, yes. Ah. Okay, all right. Since James has the genuine accent, can we we get you to reiterate that line for for us?
0: What was the line again? Something about a naked man stole my balloon.
4: A naked American man stole my balloon. A naked (laughs) American man stole my balloon. Is it a little kid? Yeah. It's a little kid, yeah. It looks yeah. like Christopher. The naked Robbins.
0: American man stole my balloon. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: great. See yeah, a picture, James. It was Christopher Robin saying, "So you know, <laughs> David knocked yeah. stole his balloons."
3: And as as we fade, as we fade off air, James, you got to do it. Get the Orco, Do the thing. We have we. Oh, we got. Okay. <laughs> send us off with a good beat off.
0: <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna throw it at the end. You realize, buddy?
4: Right? Yes. <laughs>
1: It's, uh, 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 it's all over the screen. Oh god! <laughs> they got on my mask. No.
2: <laughs> oh no! Oh boy! <laughs> oh, See you guys.
1: <laughs>